Merry Christmas, Uncle Scrooge. Oh, I guess they can't see me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in full costume right now. <laughs> he is. I opened the door. It was a little windy out, and a huddled over Max comes in, pulling his coat together with yeah. a big scarf around his neck. What is it? Like a, it's a pea coat, right? It's a pea coat, a, a argyle sweater, and a Burberry scarf. Yeah, yeah. Picture it. Wild hair, like a uh, like Beethoven. You know what? Yeah, I gotta get a haircut pretty soon. I here. think it's the wind that's got you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a little it's a little rank right now, but you know. But I remarked that he looks like Bob Cratchit. And from... I, what you meant to say was, I look like uh, look like Fred, Uncle, Uncle well, I guess Scrooge's so. nephew. Or. Either or, one of those people. Um, do you think? You know what I never thought about is his name then Fred Scrooge. I think it's his nephew, so it could well be something different. But it it? could also well be Fred Scrooge. Well, no, because it would be his sister. No, he has a sister. When when does he say that? His sister comes to take him from school, remember? In the Ghost of Christmas Past. You're right. You're right. No, so that guy's name name is is not Fred Scrooge. Her name's not Eliza, is she? Emily? Something. But anyway, presumably at at that time, she would have taken. Her husband's surname, so I'm sure Fred is... I, th- I think they even give him a name. I don't think he's Fred Scro- Also, why would it be a problem if he was called Fred Scrooge? That'd be all right. That's funny. I mean, it's, is it it's just more funny, funny than Ebenezer Scrooge? Or No, because Ebenezer <laughs> Scrooge is a name that we associate with grouchiness. But then also, the most joyful character in the book is, is Fred Scrooge. If you're just joining us, we're going to be talking about A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. <laughs> Welcome to once again, dude. I that's what the podcast will become. It'll be me and you talking about Charles Dickens and a Christmas Carol, and then every now and then I'll get Rachel on to talk about raids. That'll be it. That's all you're gonna get. That's this all year. we got in 2022. Yeah. That's Merry gonna be Christmas. It. Yeah, <laughs> but again, we kept I, the Christmas special going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, uh, I I think I've talked about the show in our time before, haven't I? In our time. Yeah, it's a British. It's a BBC radio show that is the like most comically dry educational programming you could ever it's actually very good oh um like it's very informative but it's just i guess it's just funny as an american listening to it because the guy whose name is melvin blagg i think i think it's melvin bragg okay melvin bragg yeah so you know the guy yes vaguely yeah Yeah. so melvin bragg is the host Mm -hmm. and he's got like this very kind of I don't even know exactly how to, I don't think it's like a proper voice. It's kind of, but it just he just sounds like an old British man, which I suppose he is. I imagine that's yeah. why. Yeah, yeah, he's just but he's just like hello. It's like it's a show with that almost goes out of its way to have no personality. Like there are no jokes, there mm-hmm. are no anything like that, which I love because you can't find that anywhere. No, uh, cuz podcasts are all yeah, do jokes all the time. They fucking are. Even the edu- even the us. so-called educational ones. Well, no, we mean like no, we, edu- get, we get some hard hitting stuff in there. That's, that's very, true. Very dry and educational. This is true. <laughs> just pure facts. Yeah, just sometimes <laughs> I like to come in. Sometimes here. we just drop some facts and then we call it a day. But it's awesome because he starts every episode the same exact way with no intro, anything. He just says hello. He goes, hello. hello, David Hume was one of the uh, empiricists blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the Scottish good. Enlightenment with us today to talk about the Scottish Enlightenment, a uh, professor from Cambridge, but like, and then he just introduced, it's like lightning fast. So you can tell they're trying to get everything in, in actual radio time. So it's like 44 minutes or so. Is it still going? Oh, it seems to be. Okay. They do some rebroadcasts every now and again. They might be on a slower production schedule, but it, like, it seems like it's been going for decades. 
Yeah, it's strange that I, it might be one of those things. Was, do you know if it was on Radio 4? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, so those things I think just kind of seep into my mind, but I don't mm. think I ever really... Because you turn them on when you're in the car, so you don't really know necessarily what each thing is. Yeah. But yeah, it's basically people talking for a England's long time. has got it real figured out with... Um, the radio? Well, just making their media options few. Well, like you guys have, so like your, you got your five channels, you got your BBC one, BBC not two, anymore, BBC three, anymore. you got your Dave. Isn't there one of them called Dave? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But no, no, there are far more than five channels now. Not since, I don't know, like the early nineties have there only been five. Really? No, we also got some of the same channels you had, you know, we got our MTV and stuff like well, that. Well, sure, but that's not a British channel. That's what I'm saying. No, no, no. As far as our own channels. No, we got a whole bunch. We got tons. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. You guys, have, <laughs> you guys have game shows over there? Tons, yeah. Not panel shows. Game shows, yeah. Yeah, where they play games. Yeah. I think quite a lot of them... The, the, oh, wasn't one of them like, was it Distraction? Do you remember that one? Oh, God, that was terrible. Yeah, was Yeah, with Jimmy Carr hosting. He hosted it over there, too? Yeah. He hosted the American version as well. He fucking, oh, I didn't know he wrote it. He wrote version. it all the way over here. Oh, well, yeah, I think a lot of our game show formats, so European ones anyway, are the same ones that you use in the US. Like, I think you've taken a lot of them from us, not the other way around. Kind of like uh, sitcoms as well. I'm just thinking about Jimmy Carr right now. Okay. What's he? What's Moment his, of silence for Jimmy what's Carr. His, is he dead? Oh, no. Oh, sure, let's sure talk about the big celebrity deaths. It always happens in three... Oh, Tinseltown <laughs> Stiffs. How many of the... Be- well, Meatloaf was a big one. Meatloaf? Okay. And, and I instantly thought of I've like different- a billion different puns you could do for that. I know I- I've forgotten all of them. <laughs> well, Betty White was, I think, the first big one. Oh, that was a little while. That was before this year, even. I think she died on New Year's mm, Eve. You're right. Yeah. And then Bob Saget a couple weeks later. That's right. That was a bit surprising. And now, and now Meatloaf. Yeah. Okay. So let's go in order. Betty White. Tragedy? What do you how do you feel? Are you uh, bereft? No. I had no idea that people loved her so much. I, I did. Actually, I get I, I kind of thought people loved her as like an ironic meme kind yeah, of. Yeah. But that's I think kind of what it was. But I think the line between that is it's like Keanu Reeves too and Nicholas Cage. Right, it's like right. the line between that is getting very, very blurry. I think it's been, you know, the ironic appreciation has been around so long that now some people who are a bit, maybe a bit newer to it are joining mm-hmm. in just think, oh, it's, it's more like received wisdom than... Yeah, like I hear people talking about it and I'm thinking to myself, like, did you, are you like a... Do you do you like Golden Girls? Like, are you a big Golden Girls head? No, like, I Like, think... what else has she been in? Isn't that kind of her big she thing is kinda, Golden Girls? And no, Golden Girls is a great no, show, no. but like... Yeah, that's that, but I think she kind of was turning up... Um, Turning up quite often as a kind of lovable old dear, you know, and uh, uh, yeah. I think she had some pretty like salty opinions. So people oh, like, she would be <laughs> like a, like a cussing badass, granny. yeah, badass, not to non-Nigerian, non-Nigerian. Is that what it would be? If you're non-Nigerian, is that what nine is? Non. It's octogenarian. Then it would be non-Nigerian. I think. Huh. If you're in the nineties, anyway. Yeah, I think that's kind of Septa is seven. Y- yeah. Not in her nineties, aha, a badass, uh, badass yeah, yeah. old lady in her nineties, yeah. and you know, I think she was just sort of nice, and I think that's why people liked her. But, but you were right. I think it. I think there was like she had like a. I don't know if she ever went so far as to be the cussing granny, but the old trope of the cussing granny—it's endlessly delightful to people for some reason. 
still funny. Uh, gr- I mean, a hell of a lot of British comedy is based on that. Bro, it's Everything David nuts. Williams has ever made. <laughs> is, that, wait, is that the fucking bald alopecia one? No, that's Matt Lucas. He, if oh. anything, is the more tasteful of the two. Matt Lucas is. Yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, he's actually the, he's apparently very nice as well and very sort of kind and chill pleasant. bloke. Yeah, yeah. He whereas, was in uh, Les Mis. He was in Les Mis, yeah, and he's uh, now hosting the Great British Bake Off with Noel Fielding. Oh, that's a good, that's a good team up. Yeah, kind of. That's it's a, a good bit team annoying. up. It's a bit annoying. Well, I mean, no fielding's there, so yeah, I'm not. No fielding by that. and Matt Lucas—they're sort of annoying in different ways. But. I'd like to see, I, yeah, I'd like to see like um, maybe something like a team up. Like, what would be the most annoying British team up? Like two people whose energies. I mean, honestly, Noel Fielding and Richard Iowata. Oh, <laughs> when those two get together, that's a fucking shame. Yeah. It, by the way, I, I like it, Richard. I like by, them wait, both wait, separately. Wait, Go wait, ahead. I'm let sorry. me talk for a second. <laughs> by the when I say by the way, it means I'm about to say something. Oh, I um, see. <laughs> so when I was on Amazon, uh, do you have the Amazon Prime Video thing? Yeah. So it's been you know, the past year or so. It has little categories, and uh, it's Black Voices is mm-hmm. one of the categories. So you look at it; it has stuff in there um, that you'd kind of expect. You know, uh, things by black showrunners or black directors mm-hmm. or Travel Man with Richard Iowata. <laughs> He's black. <laughs> Isn't it Black Voices, though? Well, it'd be like putting up, like, Submarine Hello, by Richard we're Iowa. going to Spain. <laughs> I, it's black. Just, is that all it means, though? Because like, the rest of it was more... Like you know, stories of, that are centered around the yeah, experience yeah, of blackness. Exactly. It was yeah. like that, that thing, um, you know, the Steve McQueen thing that he did. Uh, I forget what it was called now. Shit. The, 12 Years a Slave? No, no, no. The TV thing you did for Amazon that was... Uh, it was a bit know, like a little Black Mirror, this. but mostly about mm. kind of black issues. I haven't seen it yet to be honest mm. because i got distracted by richard i wear those travel <laughs> man instead well it would be like if like uh if like submarine or the double or one of the movies that richard i wanted directed yeah. that have white protagonists and are incredibly like white black voices <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i don't know it just kind of jumps out i mean it's been kind of kind of funny because I've, I've seen only little bits of that show really popular on youtube like clips from Travel Man. Oh, oh my God! They love, love it, it on YouTube. I, well, I, it's I and it's, it's replete with product placement. The show, right? Like, isn't it just nothing but know. product placement? Or am I thinking of a different show? I couldn't tell you. I didn't notice any, but there it, was. Oh, you know what? It might not be the same show, but there was a, probably a similar show with Richard Iowate where it was all just him trying about trying out gadgets. Yeah, it's called Gadget Man. It's oh, part of the go. same. So he's uh, got a shtick. Okay. Yeah, it's part of the same. I mean, he's had a very strange career if you think about it, because he started out as being like the not great supporting character in a lot of comedy stuff. Well, he was on the Mighty Boosh. He was on the Mighty Boosh. He was on Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. He had his was own little spinoff of that called Man to Man with Dean Lerner. And then I think he his biggest break was the IT crowd. Oh yeah, certainly. which was like um, you know a really trad sitcom. Uh, a little yes. bit, you know, very like, outdated. It's like your guys' it Big Bang Theory. Exactly, yeah, it was a yeah. bit like that. And, uh, you know, he's in it, doing his bit. And then all of a sudden, it's like, BAFTA-nominated director and writer Richard Iowada. Because <laughs> he made this movie called Submarine, which everyone mm. lost their minds over. Did you see it? It's like a 400 Blows, right? It's kind of like a uh, coming of age. Yeah, yeah, coming of age is like the simplest way you could put it. And that's just what it is. 
I don't think I ever. I don't think I ever did see it. I think I looked at some of the promo materials and I was like, I get it. Yeah, basically, that's all you yeah. needed to do. Yeah, you don't. I don't think you missed out much by not watching it. But then he went and did the fucking Dostoevsky movie. He did the double. Yes, he did with Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg and Chris Morris is in it at one point. Um, oh, nice. For a very brief well, cameo from his, the main from his boy. I watched it was Chris Morris. Oh, Chris it? Morris. I was thinking. Um, I was not thinking, Chris O'Dowd. I was thinking Chris O'Dowd. <laughs> no, no, no. Chris Morris. Who? Yeah, of course. Um, oh, Richard. Uh, he was also in Nathan Bowley, so that's probably how they knew each other. Um, really. Yeah, he's, he's, again, a very small role in Nathan Bowley. He was never a big role in anything. Um, and then, yeah, he, then he becomes, you know, he's, he's, he's put on, like, some slightly thicker rimmed glasses, and he's a director now. He's a writer-director. And, and he's then he takes stuff. them off and puts on some infrared glasses, and he's Gadget Man <laughs> exactly. all of a sudden. <laughs> so he, he, he did, and I saw the double, and I did not think it was good at all, but yeah. he... he was very very adamant that he hadn't stolen anything from Brazil, but it is absolutely <laughs> stolen from. You Brazil. know what? I fucking like this Iwate guy. <laughs> I fucking, no, no, I don't no. look. Keep your head up, Iwate, because like, you and to, I are the same. To the point where this was—I I can't remember when the double was made, 2010 or something—but it was. It had the same vision of like future technology and future computers and stuff like that as Brazil did in whenever it was, 1985. And I'm sorry. And the soundtrack is very actually the soundtrack's more a razor heady. Um, but he, he got so defensive about it to the point where he'd sit down for an interview and they'd be like, so your double uh, film Dostoevsky, yes, technology, future, very good. And he'd be like, it's not Brazil. <laughs> I, I haven't even really seen Brazil. I, I don't think uh, I don't think it's fair to say that. <laughs> he was so incredibly defensive, I've and heard, then I've it, heard of it. Uh, I believe I have, but actually, I was more inspired by Dostoevsky. And well, well, I mean that is fair. It's based on a Dostoevsky story, isn't it, or well, some shit like that? Yeah, I know, but. When you look at it, you're not thinking, oh, this is very Dostoevsky. You're thinking, oh, this is Brazil. Uh, <laughs> this I mean, is Terry Gilliam's Brazil. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't. I have no expertise on this, on any of these subjects. I, I mean, it took the wind out of his sails because he, I don't think, made another film after that. <laughs> Fuck them then. Right, I'm going to go and do gadgets. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he's kind of just Alan Moore now. <laughs> I, uh, my Richard O.I. is not, uh, it's not bad. No, it's Although not. my pronunciation of his name just then was pretty bad. But yeah, no, I do pretty I do a decent Iowade, I think. Oh, it's but, good. So not only did he start doing Gadget Man, but he also started hosting like an old um I guess, I mean it's a game show, I guess. Uh, it's called the Crystal Maze in the UK. It's like an immersive theater. It's like an escape room, honestly, that was televised. Mm-hmm. And I had this host um who would run around you know, with you as a guide and yet to solve puzzles to get out of rooms, blah blah blah. I don't think you, uh, you might have something similar in the US. But anyway, that came back, and I think Stephen Merchant hosted it, weirdly. God. And then Richard Iowade, and, and he's been doing it. I, I don't know if he's still doing it, but he was doing it for a good old while. And now he's Gadget Man and Travel Man. It's so funny to think about these people. I don't. They live lives. Like Stephen Merchant. Whatever happened to him? I he's heard doing him pretty well. What, financially, I'm sure. But like, no, no, he, he's been doing He's constantly working. What's he? Where have I haven't seen him in anything? 
Well, no, he stopped doing movie 43s and the Farrelly Brothers movies. But oh, that's a shame. <laughs> that's what, he's reduced his visibility. What, he's not doing Hello Ladies anymore? What season is that show on? No, no, that finished. Uh, that yeah, that came to his Actually, I think conclusion. I liked it. I think I it remember liking it. It was only one season. One season and like a movie, like an HBO movie, like an extended finale, movies. basically. It was very, it, it was nothing special at all, but it was fine. It was definitely better than what fucking... Ricky Gervais I don't know, out. dude. I think Life's Too Short is better than Hello, Ladies. Well, then again, I guess mm. Merchant was involved in Life's Too Short, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. But I also disagree that it was better. I think Life's Too Short is horrible. We've talked about this before. We yeah, don't need we to go need back to, into it. Get into it. Uh, what I will say, though, is that he oh, he made a movie called Fighting With My Family about a female wrestler. That was he was right. in that? He, he was in it, but he also wrote and directed it. And it stars Nick Frost. Mm. Well, yeah. There's all these motherfuckers are just, it's like, there's like, England's got like 20 people. (laughs) And they all just do all the projects. Well, actually starred uh, Florence, I I don't know if I can pronounce her name. Florence Pugh. Pugh? Yeah, from uh, Midsommar. Oh, is that what she's from? Well, she was in that, she as was, well as was other she things. She was just in, uh, I want to talk about British people who don't seem to work in England much anymore. Edgar Wright. Was she just mm. in his latest? Uh, was that her? Maybe not. No, I think that was... Wasn't that the Queen's Gambit girl? Anna no, no, no. That, that, it, there's two leads. Oh, okay. She may well have been. She was the, the ugly one. I haven't I seen mean, not it the yet. the ugly one, but... Dude, let me tell you something. I, I a little popcorn chatter for you. Yeah. Don't bother. Oh, I, I wasn't planning it's on bothering. Just, it's just like... It's fine enough. It's got some moments that are pretty good, but it's very forgettable. Actually, Edgar Wright's last few entries have been pretty lackluster for me i would argue that more than his last few have been oh no i love i love scott pilgrim love scott pilgrim i love scott pilgrim i think it's i think it's my maybe his best oh god i love scott pilgrim i love the world's end i love Shaun of the dead that trilogy is i I don't think i don't think you can credit that to edgar wright as much as you can to well but then look what happens when they go and take off no, I think they work well. Like Paul, I think they work well together. But then I would also argue, look at Edgar Wright when he takes off. It's fucking awful. You would disagree because you like Scott Pilgrim and Scott Pilgrim was great. The but then he did the did. fucking Sparks Brothers documentary thing, and that was bad. Oh, I haven't seen that. He did a documentary about the band Sparks yeah, no, called he, the Sparks Brothers, and then he and, and it wasn't baby, bad. It wasn't driver. bad. It was just like yeah, that's the one. Fucking that's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, Baby yeah, Driver, no, thumbs he's, down. He's not, and he should have. You know, he you know knowingly working with Kevin Costner. Well, who's the guy? Kevin Costner. This is the 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 guy who's he like he molested. What? He's like a, he was in House of Cards and he molested. Oh, Kevin Spacey. Right, oh right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. How dare Edgar Wright actually? Well, that wasn't after all of that came out. No, it wasn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, how he dare actually, actually, that Fincher. movie got notoriously very lucky because it had its premiere like two weeks before all that came out. Oh, is that right? Yeah. It was around the same time. Yeah, yeah. so it got very lucky that it, that, well, you know, at the box office, it wasn't affected. Mm. Anyway, I did see uh, Red Rocket finally. Oh. We've already talked about it, but I hadn't yeah, seen it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the most, the thing I took away from Red Rocket the most is that I believe Robert said Max was spot on. <laughs> yeah. Robert was really on my team. I don't remember if it was the last episode or the one before it, but he was just like, Max is right about this. Max is right about that. He's usually on your team, I think. It's good to have someone on my team. That's right. Good to have someone in my corner. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, I must feel nice. Doesn't make me mm. doubt my own opinions. Though. I mean, oh, I please, must feel right. Oh, everyone's always on your fucking team, bro. Who? Fucking Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other, the other listener. <laughs> no, I don't know about the that. Four of us are gonna fight. <laughs> I don't know about that. No, I. I so I watched Red Rocket, but uh, it's clear you don't particularly care to talk about that much. No, uh, no, no I'll, I'll, I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, honestly, pretty much the same as yours, mm. I would say. Um, I don't think I have anything in particular to add to it. Uh, I didn't like it that much, but also a big part of that is that I literally not only... I know someone who's not only exactly like that character, but Simon Rex's character, but also looks so much like him too and behaves in like the voice. So I just can't... So it's very, very difficult for me to spend two hours or so in the company of that. It's it's like him. It was not, it was an actor I used to know here. So yeah, I don't, I don't much to add really. It, it, it was pretty disappointing. I, I don't really want to watch it again. Yeah. That's the thing is it, I definitely walked away from it feeling like, Oh, there's something kind of missing there. And I don't particularly care to go back and investigate. Yeah, to find out what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and not, and not for any reason other than I was like, it just wasn't like uh, that, captivating of a viewing experience it was no. it was perfectly kind of affable and inter- maybe not affable but it was certainly entertaining i thought the stuff like at the house with his ex-wife and the mom and yeah. i was like oh this is good like as well sean big he's got a really good oh, ear yeah. or eye or whatever for um sort of picking up little cultural mm-hmm. things he seems to be able to capture them pretty accurately mm-hmm. i've never been to that part of texas but i can absolutely imagine that being pretty yeah. spot on yeah. um but yeah, after that, like when it actually starts getting into the, I guess main plot of it, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I got pretty pretty bored. It's got a big old Willie though. I think that was a fake. I think it was Willie, too right? because yeah. I've actually seen uh, Simon Rex before he became an actor in Hollywood. Did do some when he, when he was a Vine star. No, not he, that. I mean, not Vine. <laughs> no, no, he was an actor in like the scary movie films before oh, okay. Vine. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was in Scary Movie 3, 4, and 5, I think. Oh, wow. That's what I knew him from, and he like turned up in other things as well. But no, before all of that, he did porn. He was like a porn actor. Oh! Yeah, that's hence the casting. I didn't know that. Yeah, but he only did solo, like, solo gay scenes. So mm. I, I guess it was marketed towards other men, but yeah, it was sure. just him like having a wank on a yoga mat. Mm-hmm. But um, I'd seen those, and then, and you know, it's like, well, yeah, he's athletic and he's sort of modestly well endowed. But yeah, in this movie, there's a few bits where he's running around with it out, and it's flopping around like a donkey's cock. Yeah, yeah, it's like Shrek. It's pretty large. Yeah. Anyway, that was my that's my takeaway from it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> what what other movies have you seen, and how big were the protagonist's cocks? <laughs> I, I'm quite interested in this. I, I I was that's one thing me and Kevin Smith do have in common is that we're pretty interested in like ce- celebrity dong size. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get blue on the podcast though. What <laughs> what uh, are you not drinking right now? What's going on? Here? I'm finishing my water. I, I the reason I asked you, I asked Max to pick up. Uh, some water for me because I was just like dying of thirst here. The tap water, tap water tastes really bad here, and we're out of regular bottles. Oh, interesting! So I was sitting here waiting, like dying of thirst. So you're a bottled water guy. You just only drink it from the bottle. Yeah, here like anyway, the last Antoinette. the last two places I've lived in LA for some reason I've had really bad tap water, mm. just bad tasting, and sometimes you see little, you know, 
I guess they're bubbles, but they look like matter kind of right. floating around in there. And I don't know. I just don't trust it, really. I know the wisdom is, oh, the tap water's totally fine. It's actually safe. Like, blah, blah, blah. But I'm sorry. I don't always believe that. I mean, like, sure, tap water might be clean, but what about the state of your pipes? You don't know what's going on in there. You know, you just said I don't trust it, and it made me think of... Um... It's not that I think it's going to turn me gay or whatever Alex Jones would say about it, but... <laughs> no, I just more think it might be a bit grubby. You, you know, he. I feel like he was misrepresented on that on that issue. On what? Turning, the frogs turning gay? Yeah. Oh, no, it was children turning gay because of juice packets. No, juice it was, no, no, it was the frogs turning gay because well, there of were the two water. different things. Well, no, it was the no. The frogs were turning trans. Oh, maybe that's what it was. And then people con- conflated them. Probably because but he I think also people, said people the, tried to make it sound like he was concerned that there was a conspiracy to turn frogs gay, and that that was abhorrent to him. But what his actual concern was is that frogs were engaging in very irregular behavior in this stream of water. Where like that was like near where chemicals were being dumped, mm-hmm. and so he was like, "There's clearly like some chemicals of some kind." Oh, oh hello. hello! Oh, what happened to your nose, my friend? <laughs> she oh. fell off a bench at school. Oh no! The only reason why she came in the house, she refused to. Sorry, but she That's refused okay. to come in the house, and I said, "Well, Uncle Max is there. Do you want to say hi?" To <laughs> oh, say hi to Uncle Max. Fine. Yes. That's the only reason why she came in. But then I was like. Oh, all right. Hunter. Hey, go say hi to Uncle I like Max. your butterfly right here. That's pretty cool. Where'd you get that? It's a sticker. It's a sticker? Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, that's a monarch butterfly right there. Yeah, that's with butterfly. You like butterflies? Yeah. Cool. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. All right. Bye, Hunter. Bye. Have a good one. I'm a tiny turtle. Is that All what right. she said? Yeah. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> All right, little guest uh, guest appearance there from my darling daughter. I can't that. I'm not saying that Rachel's exaggerating the telling of that story, but I can't imagine that Hunter's actually knows who I am by name. Yeah, she does. What? Wow, oh, yeah. your kid is fucking smart. No, I think it's about normal by now to like recognize faces and names and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh wow. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously, she would recognize like the difference between you and Rachel, and and yeah, dude, she's she's two and a half. Like, she's not a, an infant anymore. I guess that's true. Jesus, we're getting old, man. We're getting yeah. old as hell. <laughs> no, kid, you can, you can hold a you can hold a little conversations with her and everything. Yeah, she she has a pretty true. good memory for some things. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, because like I've met her maybe a couple times. Oh no, you've you've been around. I guess that's you've true. Met her a whole bunch yeah. of times. But she's yeah. like, yeah, she's like. I feel like she's I, maybe it's just that age right now, but I'm like I feel like she's aged significantly since Thanksgiving. I mean, yeah, she has. Like she was a couple of months. Yeah, I guess it, that's what I mean. Development, development months, at this age is that fat. Like I'm the fucking exact same person as I was at Thanksgiving, <laughs> except a little sadder. Oh well, yeah, it fatter. slows down. You know, we're we're also not constantly getting taller either. Um, Says you. She fucking <laughs> certainly is though. Uh, Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty big for her age too. She just walked she's in. Tall. She's five feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> she's mo- she's about half Rachel's height now. Yeah, which isn't saying too much. But... Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna get. Yeah, I got the height gene from you. I'm guessing. <laughs> well, sort of, but I'm not especially tall. I'm average for 
man. I'm actually a little, little tiny bit above average in like America. Six, 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 foot foot on, on, six foot on the dot. Six foot on the dot, are yeah. you really? Oh, okay. yeah, so I'm like a little bit above average maybe, but nothing unusual. I think the average man is like five, six, right? No, it's like in America, it's like 5'8". <laughs> it's pretty sure it's like 5'8". 5'8", really? 5'8", really? or 9, yeah. Wow. I feel like we're taller in, in I just feel like Isles. most guys are about six. I feel like if you're not six foot. <laughs> I th- that's for all our that's for all our non six foot listeners. <laughs> definitely in my school, uh, I was like dead average, dead average. Like most people, that's what were. I'm saying. Like I feel, yeah. Was that the same for you too? No, I've always like, been above average. I'm six three. Yeah, you're pretty tall. Actually. Yeah, but yeah, I've always noticed. Uh, Americans tended to be shorter. American men tended to be shorter. Mm. I don't know. I mean, that's purely anecdotal, but I've not, yeah. I know. Generally, uh, most American men I meet, I'm probably a bit taller than. Yeah. Anyway, interesting, uh, interesting little diversion. Oh, there. I don't remember what we were talking about. Even. Just thinking about. Uh, yeah, man. Do you ever be on the dating apps? Do you put your height? You got it right. Everyone acts like it's oh, ghost. Hold on, sorry. One sec. Yeah. I swear, someone just knocked. No, I think that was someone going in the other room. Oh, it just maybe. kind of vibrated the wall. All right. Okay. Uh, so you was on about dating it's apps? Ghost. Everyone acts like it's so ghost to put your height on the dating apps, but I think it matters. Like, I think it does. Oh, for, for, yeah. And here's Absolutely. the thing. And here's the thing. It's grosser to do the whole, like, uh, I'm 6'3", since I guess it matters. No, yeah. Shut up. Just say you're 6'3". No, I th- in I fact, think- only say that. <laughs> well, I don't know what the, day, what the state of them are like now. I haven't been on one in... Four years or more, huh? but like yeah. I remember, there would be some girls' profiles who would specify, like you know, don't bother swiping right on me, or is it swipe left or right? Which uh, don't bother. Yeah, uh, right is good. Thumbs up in me. Bad. All right, <laughs> don't bother doing that unless you're this height or more. Ooh, I have seen them say that. I like that. <laughs> you know what you want. Uh, sure, I would understand if you were if you were like a woman who was very tall, and you might. Mm-hmm. Be like, eh, I don't really want a fellow who's shorter than who's me. Like five five, yeah. But I do, f- yeah. That's got to be a tough spot to be in if you're a girl and you're like five eleven, but you're also like, I'd like to feel protected. That's not even about feeling protected. I think. I, think, I mean, um, I mean, it might be a very. I don't fucking know. What are we talking? about? This is a very trite topic. Yeah, it is. Get back but to fucking started, Red Rocket. Right? <laughs> We're talking about how tall my daughter is, and now you're that's talking right, about yeah. like women on dating apps. Yeah. What are we? Uh, Hypergamy. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look. What were we talking about before? I can't she remember. We were onto something barreling in. Good. She did come barreling <laughs> in too, to the yeah. point where she has a little cut on her nose, as kids always are all yeah, fucked yeah. up in the she face. Rolled off a bench, and I, 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 thought that she had hit her head on the doorknob as she came as in. she came in. I Blood thought it was. I thought it was fresh. <laughs> That's no, how no. that's how like violently she barreled in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a bit of a shot. Um well I think we've lost what we were talking oh, about, God I guess. Damn it. Uh oh, I got something. Okay, I got a few things. Okay, I got him. What do you want to hear about first? Do you want to hear about an ancient Roman tradition or something current events? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> choices, choices. Um well, first of all, okay. we haven't done our we haven't we're, we're not doing our segments anymore. We got to do oh, that. Fruit so, ones today, dun, 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 guys. Which hop are they drinking today? Yeah, is it something good or is it something gay? We're keeping <laughs> we're keeping the standard low right now. It's gay uh, today. It's uh, Fruitlands by Modern Times. I'll tell you what, though, it's hitting me right now. I'm getting a little buzz already off. Do you know these are like four percent, right? 
Yeah, I've eaten nothing all day. Oh, really? Yeah, I've been Why, at work all just day. torturing and... yourself? Or? No, it's because I never remember to bring a lunch, and I don't feel comfortable leaving my workplace during lunch hour. Why not? I'm afraid I won't be back in time. Okay. Uh, I'm not. I'm. It's a new work, and I'm not really sure if that's allowed or not. Because I don't like clock out for my lunch. Right. So you're sort of feeling. I'm kind of paid a daily rate. Uh huh. And sometimes during my lunch, I have to like. There are certain days where they schedule me to work during the lunch hour. Oh, that's not. On. Well, no, but they give me another equal break, like at a different time of the day, mm. but they just like, so I'm like, well, I guess lunch hours then are technically work hours, just not every day. I guess it feels like it's the expectation is that you bring a lunch and you stay at the workplace the entire oh, day. God, I hated it when that would, I loved going out every, every time I've worked in an office or mm. on location anywhere, uh, I've always made a point to go out for lunch. Cause yeah. I think it's good for you. Get out of the mm. environment, get away from the other people. You don't want to just be talking about work the whole time. Mm. But I remember being like one very small office in one job, and everyone there brought their own lunch, which first of all is boring. Like if if you are able to go out and there are places around, I like to try different things. Not very cost effective, but it's boring for said, me. I'm actually, you know, I I'm, I'm I agree with you generally, but lately I have been kind of getting into the idea of I'm like, it might be fun to start making lunches. Well, yeah, but here's the thing, I'm. I like to keep to myself, so mm-hmm. I'm going to stay in my little workplace office area and not go into the shared meeting room mm-hmm. to microwave anything. So I'm really thinking to myself, like, oh, maybe it's time to start, like, making sandwiches. Just get a cooler bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, make some sandwiches. Yeah, sure. Having cold lunch. Mm. That's Johnny Lunch Pail over here. Yeah. That's like, a- come home with my hard hat and my lunch pail, and my wife's like, you're going to fuck me, dummy? <laughs> right? I'm getting bossed around at home. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that would all be <laughs> that would all be kicked into motion by you bringing a sandwich to work. <laughs> I just want to be all married, Sean. <laughs> I just want to be married. You just want to be in like a 70s sitcom. Yeah, exactly. I just I want to be sitting at the piano being, <laughs> those were the days. Uh, yeah, I mean, but anyway, so as I was saying, that I, I like to go out for lunch and uh, – even though I was allowed an hour for lunch every day and I could go wherever I wanted in that hour, I didn't have to stick around. There was definitely like a tone in the in the like, in my mm. group where they're like, "Oh, you're you're like leaving for lunch? Are you not going to sit here?" Are you okay? Because some of them would eat lunch while still fucking working. I'm like, "What are you doing? It's, that's heinous. Wasting your yeah. lunch break. You, you're meant to. It's good for you too. Like you work better, I think, if you." And again, without getting into the details, I will say I got a shit ton of downtime at this job. Oh yeah, it's pretty great. Nice. Today I was I was meticulously making a top ten list of the what I felt were the saddest mountain goats songs by by how not by how much I liked the song, but just by how sad the lyrical content was. In case you didn't know, Max has uh, just gotten a job at Pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be work. <laughs> no, actually, this is. Yeah. <laughs> um, want to hear the list? I think it would be too obscure. I think it would be it's it's pretty audience list your list of uh your the saddest mountain goat songs yeah well go ahead if you're going to you're gonna do it anyway so you might as well yeah just do tell it. me how many of these you even know i don't know it, it's some of them are deep-ish cuts okay um 
one of them is the most famous, one of the most famous songs they have. But I don't find that to be a particularly sad song. Okay, well, anyway, number, number 10 is a song called Never Quite Free, if you know that one. Is that off the Sunset Tree? No, it's off of um, All Eternal's deck. It goes like, uh, it's got like a catchy, it's like, it's so yeah, why don't you good sing them to all learn. Too? They're right outside your window. That one. Uh, okay, that one. Uh, no Children is number nine. Mm-hmm. That's, but I don't, I don't find it sad. I find it more angry. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Despairing. So ha, uh, Sunset Tree, Hast Thou Considered the Tetrapod? That's the one about like him getting the shit beaten out of him by his stepdad for waking him up. Mm, yeah. Um, Wild Sage from the album Get Lonely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deuteronomy 210. That's a great song. That's the one about um, all the extinct animals. That's true. There's thylacine in that one. Oh, God. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there you go. I remember that whole album, but yeah. I don't remember any being particularly sad. But Oh, it's a brutally sad album. Actually, well, we'll get to it. Uh, okay. Number five um, is a song. It's a tie. Because they saw, the songs are so similar in their content, but it's a tie between uh, two songs off the album Get Lonely, one called Half Dead and one called Wake Up New. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of those are about basically like trying to live your life post-divorce, um, like trying to do your daily routines and like yeah. cope post-divorce. Has he ever been divorced? I don't think he has. No, he seems to have been happily married his whole life. Yeah, for, for his whole life. Well, <laughs> he was born married. Um yeah, but he, he certainly writes about it quite a lot, or like yeah. the end of relationships. But as far as I can gather, he's been in one relationship for quite a long time. Yeah. But anyway. Number four is uh, Your Belgian Things from um, We Shall All Be Healed. That's the one about um, his, I don't know if it's autobiographical, but it's a song about the narrator's friend dying in a meth lab explosion and him watching the like hazmat people clear out his belongings. You think that's autobiographical? Well, I mean, he... John Dunhill. <laughs> well, no, he talks about that. That album is certainly largely autobiographical. John Dunhill used to be, like, heavy into drugs. This is obviously pre-marriage. Really? Yeah, he was, like, a hardcore tweaker, apparently. Seriously? Yeah. I did not know that. He seems to have had a weird life. He seems to have lived in, like, 50 different... He might be a fucking liar, like Jamila Jamil. Because <laughs> <laughs> he... In his interviews, he always just... He never gives, like, a coherent timeline. <laughs> the bees keep following me down the highway. <laughs> <laughs> but he's Go alluded... Away. He's alluded to, like... Um, Working as a nurse at some points in his he life. He has talked a lot about living in a lot of different places. Yeah, too. he seems to mostly be California, but then also a lot of places in like the South and, and Midwest. The Midwest yeah. yeah. Okay, so then um, uh, number three is a song off Tallahassee called "Old College Try." That's like a oh yeah, that's you a find good that one. sad? Oh yeah, I don't know. That's that's the one where um, I'm trying to remember some of the lyrics. So. Um, <sighs> It's uh well the like the main refra- the, the main the re- no old college try is the main refrain is well the main like chorus is I'll walk down to the end with you if you'll come all the way yeah, down yeah, with yeah, me yeah. but the I guess the the good lyric is like uh, I can feel it in the rotten air tonight in the tips of my fingers and the skin on my face in the weak last gasp of the evening's dying light and in the way those eyes I've always loved illuminate this place like a trash can fire in a prison cell. Like the searchlights in the parking lots of hell. And here come the bees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so then um, number two is a song off Get Lonely called Moon Over Goldsboro. That's a that's a like a real like broken marriage mm-hmm. song. Notice the theme here. Well, yeah. But I mean <laughs> some of these are about other things. Yeah. And then number one, the goat. 
uh, Matthew twenty five twenty one, and that's about um, which one is that? That is the one about watching his friend die of terminal cancer. Oh, fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, and like it's like the whole first half of the song is like describing like flying into Norwalk to go to the hospital, and then uh, you know the, the the big line in that is uh, you were a presence full of light upon this earth, and I'm a witness to your life and to its worth. So you know, it's wild. Someone get these bees out of the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you, honorable mentions are um, five honorable mentions. We have uh, for all these all for the hardcore goats fans. Uh, the recognition scene from Sweden, pale green things from the sunset tree, seal smoked fish, which was a single. Amy, aka Splink, spent gladiator from Transcendental Youth, and in Corolla also from Get Lonely. Get Lonely has the most hits on this list. Well, speaking of um, lonely emo sad songs, mm-hmm. very very. This is what I was about to bring up. Oh yeah, you've mm-hmm. heard about it too. The When We Were Young yes. festival. Yes. Can I just point out? So to, to give a very brief rundown of what it is, it seems to be a one day. I think they've added another day now, mm-hmm. but it was scheduled to be one day in Las Vegas at a big festival ground, hosted by Live Nation, with every single well, with a couple of exceptions that we'll talk about. But every single band that you liked when you were a teenager in the early mid two thousands. I'm gonna pull up the set list right now while you talk. It isn't uh, the yeah the lineup? Yeah. Um, it's insane. It is insane, and it seems like a scam. Oh, and a yeah. lot of people thought it probably was. It. I mean, it is official. It's a it's a Live Nation thing, and it's on all the band's websites. But it feels a little bit like that. Um, you know, sometimes you'd see like optimistic lineups for Coachella or something like fake mm-hmm. lineups and they they're too good to be true. Yeah. I'm not saying this is like too good, but it's also insane. It's insane how high profile every single act on the bill is. Was. But that's the thing that's you got to remember. Was. That's A true. lot of them now actually probably wouldn't fetch that much. The fact but that I mean, they've got Paramore my, and so they, My Chemical Romance is that's huge. Well, money. Paramore, I would say Paramore have seen their peak already. Mm-hmm. I think they're you know they're not nowhere near as popular as they were. True, but, but Haley Williams is still making sure. solo work that's like charting. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. So Paramore is a pretty big one, and My Chemical Romance were right off their yeah. reunion. Um, I think this will be the first date. They had other dates planned, but then COVID canceled them. Yeah. So this will be the first date they've played since that reunion show that I was fortunate enough to be at. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a pretty big get, and mm-hmm. that must be where a good deal of the budget went. Right. Um, and then they got all these other bands, who I imagine are probably you know, a bit free at the moment and uh, mm. probably don't command all that much money. Yeah. But it's still quite... Uh, the, the main thing I wanted to point out, though, the festival is in Las Vegas. Mm. It's about kind of emo, pop-punk stuff mm-hmm. in the 2000s. It's called When We Were Young Festival. I know. The killers... Brandon Flowers is furious <laughs> right now. The killers from Las Vegas who wrote a song called When We, when we Were Young and mm-hmm. were at least tangentially related to that scene. Oh, he's pissed. Also, Panic at the Disco from Las Vegas. Where, where are yes, they? this is true. They should be there. Well, I mean, they're they not... They were definitely part of that whole Oh, thing. yeah, they were, yeah. but they're... Well, you know, the difference They've changed is, a bit now. now it's yeah, just Panic at the Disco is actually still enjoying mainstream success. Like, sort of, yeah. What's oh, his name? They're Brendan, Brendan Urie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's sort of in the sense that it's only sort of Panic at the Disco anymore. Yeah, it's Brendan and the Panics. <clears throat> yeah, literally, yeah. yeah. Um, but, so, all right, so what is the lineup? I remember Michael McCormick, Romance, Paramore. Well, I want to point out a few more things about this. Um, 
because there's some there's some interesting details you're missing uh, that I don't know if you're privy to. A lot of my friends put me in this group text trying to be like, should we buy tickets to this? Oh, I was so, saying we should go. I will not be going Full to. Full quality I podcast. Have no from interest the, in this lineup from the when we were young. First. <laughs> I feel like a fucking alien. The way people were excited about this lineup, <laughs> I was like, I looked at, it, I was like, oh, that's sad. Look at all these fucking bands. Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna be so great. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be so good. I, I can't wait. Well, go. so I, um, <laughs> so a few things. One, there are a lot of very shady elements to this. Like you said. Live Nation. It seems... However, Live Nation also was behind Astro World. That's right. So they're not looking so good at the They're moment. not looking so hot right now. But also... The other thing is, it's... it's. I think they decided it's something like 60 acts on the bill. On a one-day... On a one-day thing, which is scheduled for a 12-hour time. Which shakes out to something like, like 15 three... minutes per set. Well, yeah, but if you assume that Michael Michael Romance are going to get a full hour, then exactly. some of the others will probably maybe get two songs. Exactly, and yeah. that's very odd. And then it's out, and that's spread across three stages. Yeah. Um. So logistically, it seems like it a seems nightmare. like a nightmare. Yeah. It seems like you might want. It's very expensive. I think it's something like three hundred fifty dollars, mm-hmm. something like that, for the one day festival. And then on top of all of that, um, there's some weird things going on with like it's sold out. It "Quote unquote sold out immediately, and then they added another date. Well, they added another date, but then, but don't worry because this is something I've learned from my friends who were purchasing tickets in the group chat. They were, and this is like where people started backing out in my group chat. Was they were like, oh, it's like three hundred something dollars, and they said, but it also says on the ticketing page that if the festival gets canceled due to COVID or anything, no refunds. Oh, really? No refunds. Oof. And to get on the wait list." All you do is just put down your credit card information and they'll auto charge you when something becomes oh, available. No. Yeah, it's it's fucking shady. <laughs> it's there's something going on with this shit. Also, apparently really many weird. of the bands on the bill have come out and tweeted and said we were not aware we were on this bill. Really? Yeah. Well, I know my chemical romance are. Like they they put yeah. it on their website cuz that's when I first saw it, I was like this is a fake yeah flyer like so i went on some of the band's websites and they have it on there so i was like i guess it's real but it does seem a bit like one of those things that's almost designed to be canceled Mm -hmm. you know what i mean exactly Um, and and that's hence the no refund policy i think yeah that is a bit fucking weird isn't it and that wouldn't look good for anyone involved no probably not Hmm. so well yeah uh, name some of the bands all right let's look at it here my Chemical Romance and Paramore. Well, let's are start the... from the lower bands, right? Okay. So, I'm, and this is what's crazy: these lower bands at Some least are, were all quite yeah. popular at one point in their Three life. Three oh three is in there. I'm going to start from the bottom right here, okay? Because um, it's it's organized with the big bands like down a center column. Yeah. So I'm going to start from the right and go up. Uh, a band called Prentice. Have you heard of them? No. Meet me at sign the altar. No. The Linda Lindas. No. The Garden. No. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> now we're getting into it. Into the meat. Yeah. State Champs. I'm going to... I don't know them. No. The Ready Set. I've heard of. Uh, no, I don't know them. Okay. Now, this is... this is Now we're down near the bottom. Four years strong. They were very <laughs> hot for a minute I remember there. the name, yeah. The Horror Pops <laughs> no. are there. You don't remember the Horror Pops? No. They were corny as fuck. It was a bunch of people dressed <laughs> like think? Betty Page and shit. What? Yeah, it was, they were like a, a rockabilly, psychobilly, whatever the fuck you want to call it type of band. Okay. Okay. Um, 
303. I remember them. Oh, yes. Awful. They're they're down at the bottom. I know. They're down at the bottom. They headlined Warp Tour the year I went. Mm. They were on the main stage, trouncing around like they meant something. <laughs> now look at them. They're underneath Atreyu. Oh, Atreyu. <laughs> yeah, I remember them. But then uh, Glassjaw. Oh, yeah. TV Girl, Little Huddy. I don't know them. I don't know them. No. Sayosin. Oh, yeah. Sassin. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Isn't it Sassin? No. Okay. But there's one yeah, in the, there's one that I skipped because I, I don't want to know if you know if you have the same affection for this band that I do. Hmm. Kitty. K-I-T-T-I-E. Oh, yeah. Kitty's gonna be there. Now Kitty was them, the old not a band. part of this scene. Not really, no. Kitty was like already old and washed by the time yeah. these bands were playing. That's, so, that's like, the old girl band, right? Yeah, this is like gonna band. be a bunch of fifty year old mm. Canadian broads <laughs> singing like the song brackish to the t- <laughs> and that's all the time they get for that set yeah all right uh paris with an upside down a no uh nessa barrett alex g neck deep the main okay mayday parade oh yeah i remember them motionless in white yep car seat headrest now that's not the type of band <laughs> that i would expect to be there aren't they more like an indie band well they have a couple on there which are it's almost as if someone googled like emo and yeah. found a bunch of bands and just signed them all up yeah you got like bright eyes on there too bright eyes is like more like car seat headrest it's like yeah indie dashboard bands. confessional yeah. are they on there too yeah yeah so check so this that's one a little out strange black veil brides oh yeah you remember man. those fucking guys i remember we're like you know Fucking shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what they used to say. The Blackfield Brass. They really did suck, though. They, they were like the, the kind of logical conclusion of how shit that music was going to get. They yeah. combined everything. They were kind of like Hollywood Undead meets like Escape the Fate. Meets, yeah, yeah, but like, with like the sort of glam shit. Too. Yeah, that's that's like the Hollywood Undead. Like they had like the, the gothy sh- emo stuff, but they had that like cock rock attitude, which started yeah. becoming popular in some segments of that rock music. Right, like, yeah, they're like the rainbow, you know, yeah. <laughs> the rainbow bar and grill mm-hmm. clientele. Um, Ice Nine Kills. No, I've never listened to this I band. Know. I think they're like kind of like a metalcore band. Mm-hmm. We still recording? Yeah. Okay. I think they're kind of like a metalcore band, but I was always intrigued by their name because that's a reference to um, Kurt Vonnegut's Cat's Cradle. Um, I'm reading uh, Slaughterhouse Five at the moment. Oh, it's so good. It's good so far. Oh I'm only God, two, two chapters. So in. good. Yeah. It's a perfect book. It's perfect. It's my favorite book. Oh, perfect. Well, there you go. The story so far. I don't know them. No. Pierce the Veil. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's that, kind of insane. Which version? Which singer, bro? Uh, what do you mean? Because they had two singers. No, so, you're thinking of Escape the Fate. The I one am. That, God, yeah, you know yeah. what's fucked up? This is the second time in a row that I've mixed <laughs> them up. That's really weird. Mm. I wonder I mean, if... it's a fair mix-up to me. They're pretty... That's really odd, because I swear to God, I was talking about... I think I did this again, actually, the exact same mix-up where I was talking to this guy at the bar at Idle Hour, and I was like, oh, Pierce the Veil. Remember when they had Ronnie Radke? And then he goes, I think you're thinking of Escape the Fate. Thinking of Escape the Fate, bro. Yeah, Craig yeah. Mabbitt. That's who their singer is now. Uh, Escape the Fate aren't on there, right? I assume. I don't know. I hope so. Both on Ronnie- should be on there. I can't remember if they are. I think they are. Okay. Uh, let's see. So, I Prevail, Dashboard Confessional, and Taking Back Sunday. Oh, God. Bringing yeah. up the big parts of the small stages. Now. Mm-hmm. Going down to the very bottom of the left side, so we're back to the small acts. Hawthorne Heights. Hell yeah. To be fair, no one cares about them because their singer died. 
Oh, he did? So this is... Oh, Casey Calvert? Absolutely. I'm <laughs> sorry. You say that as if... Casey Calvert? Know. He wrote... He made... Bro, were you even emo? He made the... <laughs> <laughs> he made the foundation called To Write Love on Her Arms, which was this thing that corny scene chicks would have in all their MySpace profile pictures. It would, they'd wear shirts that said To Write Love on Her Arms, which was supposed to be an anti-suicide... Like anti self harm campaign thing for like you know white suburban kids who wanted to cut themselves up probably because of the Hope on Heights songs they were listening yeah to. I know right yeah and then Casey Calvert I guess went ahead and died and now just, there's a just died I don't know how he died Maybe he <laughs> I don't think he killed himself he might have overdosed but I'm okay. not sure but the the really weird thing about it to me is that there is currently an active porn star who calls herself Casey Calvert. Oh, I think you have told me about this She's before. gone and named herself after a dead singer of an emo band. And yeah. I, I just – I don't know if that's tasteful. I mean it's, it's not that bad, is it? It'd be like if my stage <laughs> name was August Ames. <laughs> if I was in a rock band, I'd start calling myself August Ames. That's pretty good. That's nah, not bad actually. In yeah. fact – <laughs> that's that will. That's well, what I will do. Welcome to the August Ames <laughs> podcast. I started a band just because I came up with a really good stage name. That's fun. The last days of August. Last days of August Ames. Do you remember what I was? Fucking, I, was I, I recommended that podcast to you, and I was like saying all this shit about it, and you're like, yeah, "What are you talking about?" Like you listened to it, and you're like, "Everything I said about it was like factually incorrect." The last days of August. Yeah, I think it was actually me who who mistakenly because I listened to it while I was falling asleep thought Max Hardcore had been interviewed on it. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was the last days no, of I think August? You did get a few things wrong. Yeah, it was the butterfly effect that you thought. Max that's Hardcore right. Yeah, 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 yeah. John Ronson going deep <laughs> undercover as a Max Hardcore girl wearing like roller skates and I pigtails. I am wearing, currently wearing pigtails on the set of Max Hardcore's latest of film. On my cheeks. This porn film. I'll let you know how it went. Porn. This is progressive. Did you see that? I think we've talked about it, but did you see that fucking brutal like British TV documentary about the girl yeah, who gets yeah, into yeah. porn? We have talked about it. That was a long time ago, that documentary, yeah. Yeah, it was like, yeah. I remember seeing it on TV. Like when it was still being played on TV. Oh, yeah, Matt Sarko has been there. The guy stepped in, right? Thankfully. Uh, Yeah, kind of, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the the documentarian might have been a bit disingenuous there, too. Bro, fucking John Ronson would have never stepped in. He would have been like, it's (laughs) progressive. What's happening? Max Hardcore, outsider figure. I'll, I'll talk about it in a negative way a couple of years from now. <laughs> That'll do. If it gets mentioned. Um, yeah, anyway, so keep keep on with this lineup. Hawthorne Heights, um, mm-hmm. the red jumpsuit apparatus. Do you feel like a man oh, that, you, you know them? when you push her around? Do oh, you? Yeah, the that, big radio hit. Yeah, yeah. I do remember that yeah. song, yeah. Uh, we the Kings, I don't know. Mm-hmm. The Wonder Years, they were like kind of like four years strong. Okay. Um, Royal and the, I don't know what that is. Armor for sleep. They were like a little harder. The starting line. Is that fucking cake? Cake? Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Remember that? Oh. Well, yeah. I, 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 it's not. Okay. I, I don't know. Amberlynn. Yeah, Story of the year. Amberlin. Acceptance. Playa yeah. Real. This is like the, this is the fucking joke. The joke side of it. Okay. Thursday. 
pretty big. They're, they were big, and they've been around for a hot old minute is what they've been doing. And they were supporting My Chemical Romance when I went to see the reunion show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were before, I think. I think they predated. Oh, yeah. yeah they, predated. I told you, famously, fucking Mikey Way used to bother them. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but here they are. Uh, acceptance, Palais Royale, Silverstein. I remember oh, them. Oh, yeah. Uh, senses Fail. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this captain goes down <laughs> with the ship. Uh, Bayside. Do you know Bayside? No, I don't know them. I only know Bayside because my buddy Pete. It is like weirdly one of his favorite bands, and they are the most <laughs> unremarkable band you have ever. Like they sound like. There's a reason they're not famous. Like they they sound like they only existed because there was a boom of emo music. Yeah. And like they would have never made it otherwise because they are just the most generic, boring sounding music. Right. But what do you do? There you are. You know who I'm surprised isn't in here? Do you remember the band Motion City Soundtrack? Yeah. They must fucking hate each other if they're not on this lineup because they would have fit right in. Yeah, they probably Or they might have been a little bit too soft, right? Maybe they would go on They would be along with the... the... Like Hello Goodbye. Oh, God. Yeah, Yeah, they'd be right along with the uh, Dashboard Confessional and... uh... Are Dashboard Confessional on there? I might be making that up. I know Bright Eyes are, which is a little strange. Let's find out. Let's find um, out. Let's see. I actually don't see them on here, believe it or not. Oh, uh, maybe they're not then. Maybe I was wrong. Oh, wait. No, they are. We, oh, okay. we said it already. Right there next to Taking Back Sunday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, wow. Some of these bands are huge. Um, okay, so Sleeping With Sirens, Knocked Loose, Boys Like Girls, Dance Gavin Dance, mm. Manchester Orchestra. Um, That's actually the Manchester Orchestra. <laughs> no, man, it's fucking, <laughs> the local uh, orchestra. It's Man Manheim Steamroller, bro. or what was the fucking uh, those people who did like it's the Trans Siberian Orchestra. Oh yeah, that's yeah. who it is. <laughs> oh god, I remember that stuff. Okay, th- this is the this is the four biggest bands that uh, if I can if I can infer from the way this poster is laid out that it's laid out by stage. These are guys. These guys are not even going to be on the main stage. I don't know if it's laid out by stage. I don't think we know that. I don't think they've planned it much yet. It doesn't seem like no. It. So okay, listen, listen to this. This is just some of the smallest, smaller ones. Uh huh. Alkaline Trio. Oh yeah, very big, mm-hmm. very big. Their singer is now the singer of Blink One Eighty Two. Oh really? Yeah. Now Blink One Eighty Two <laughs> was is not on the lineup. They're it, they're still too big. I think. No, it's just the. No, they're still releasing music. I'm sorry to report. They are, but yeah. I, I don't know if they would be too big for it. Yeah, because Tom DeLonge died or something, right? No, he's, like just, he, he's just mad. Oh, yeah, he's all obsessed with aliens. He's into right? aliens and yeah, stuff. He's yeah. all into his aliens right now. He slices his aliens. That's fine. <laughs> he slices his aliens. We had his own band, uh, Angels and Airways, which oh, was yeah. awful. Oh, that was God another one of Pete's made. favorites. Really? Bayside oh. and Angels and Airways. And he was like, you don't get it, man. They're amazing. <laughs> yeah, my best friend uh, when we were young... <laughs> Uh, oh, nice. He, he was a big fan of Angels and Airwaves too, and I never got it. And he was like almost a little bit embarrassed to be. He was like, "Yeah, they're not very good." Yeah, he was like, "People but don't they get are, it, man. Mate. They're like, they're like so ethereal." No, my friend would at least admit, like, "Yeah, they're not good." Oh, I no. just, I just no. love. They're just my favorite. Okay, um, <laughs> AFI. Yeah, pretty big. Hey, Miss oh. Murdoch. But they they changed. Uh, they, they were one of the ones who. Oh, they were sellout yeah. extraordinaires, right? Absolutely. They were they were like a punk band, and the next thing you know, they like were slicking their hair into that weird little sideways uh, 
that sideways Glenn Danzig thing yeah, on the yeah. side of his head. But that was like at the at the height of their yeah. fame. But then they started doing like little tech. They basically just sound like a little techno shitty band now. Oh yeah, they were really just chasing the sound. It sounds like yeah, they're like Skrillex now. Surprise from first to last isn't on here. Huh? Surprise from first to last isn't on here. Oh god, yeah. Uh, I set my friends on fire. That was their big hit song. Mm-hmm. That was on a lot of girls' MySpace pages. Oh man, if they could pull in Sonny Moore to do a reunion, that would be huge. <sighs> Sonny Moore is Skrillex. Probably. Yeah, I know. Right. For, uh, for those who don't, not everyone's as on the no- on the ball <laughs> with uh, the mid two thousands shitty emo scene. The used, yeah. Is it worth it? Can you I was a big used fan. Oh, you I are, liked the you used are, a lot. Pardon my French, but you are gay for that one, my no. friend. <laughs> No, I think they were they, they, them and My Chemical Romance complimented each other as much as I say that I was like a fan of this stuff. It really was those two bands, and then I didn't really like much of the other stuff. I tried it, but I didn't really like much of it. I'm surprised Aiden isn't on there. Do you remember them? Oh, do I remember Aiden? And I have a William close, Control. I have a close personal <laughs> relationship with Aiden. Oh, that's right. You've told me about this. Yeah, before. I saw that. I saw that sad sack of shit at his lowest. <laughs> Doing like uh, party uh, I, like, DJ. I, I, yeah, I big timed him. Was, it was, was so fucking fucked up. DJing at a it wedding was so party. fucked up. I big timed the man. Mm. Like I, I don't know why I did it. Because like I remember I saw him at uh, what used to be called Arco Arena, but basically just picture like the Staples Center of Sacramento, right? Big stadium where sports events happen, and he's on the Taste of Chaos tour, right? Headlined yeah. by the U's, but also mm. Chiados. Oh, I'm yeah, surprised they're yeah. not on there. Yeah. Uh, you know, all these people, but Aiden is one of the main bands playing mm. and they're killing it. A whole stadium up to the fucking rafters is losing their mind. I see him three years later. <laughs> DJing at the chuckle. The plea for peace center in Stockton, California, which is literally like if zombie Joe ran a music venue, like that's about <laughs> how big it is. Right. It's tiny. It's a garage. It was an old auto parts center. You've told us this on the yeah yeah. And so and my buddy Pete was only there because he was like one of the go to sound guys for the plea for peace. So he was doing unpaid sound live sound for Aiden. So we were hanging out with them before the show because I was just this. Oh wait, it was Aiden. It was Aiden. Oh, it was Aiden. Not not him on his own. Oh no, it wasn't William Control. It was Aiden. God, I remember that yeah. fucking album. No, I was, bought that album. Yeah, and and he's sitting there and like he's just we're just all chatting it up or whatever. And I knew who he was, but I was pretending like I didn't. We all had a normal conversation. Then I watched Aiden play, and I was like, and I killed it after. I was like, oh dude, I didn't know you were the singer of Aiden. You were really good, but I knew. But I, was like, <laughs> I didn't know you were the singer of Aiden. Now you were really good. And he just goes like he's this like fucking annoyed look on his face, and he goes, yeah, I'm what you call a professional. <laughs> like you could tell the way he was saying it was like why am i here yeah. at the plea for peace center in stockton california uh, bless his heart yeah well and now he's like a rapist right really isn't that what william control is all about he's like a he's like a dj but he's like a dom also like he's all in the king yeah, scene well that's what i remember from the album that came out it was like i'm working around london and it's Man. Yeah, he's hanging out. He's hanging out with Pascal, <laughs> the fucking weird British Dom porn star. That's too oh, deep of a cut. A cut. <laughs> well, for those of you who know what that means, uh, that was a funny joke. <laughs> anyway, my, all right, how about this? He's hanging out with the fake taxi guy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> who else is on the list? Ah, uh, come on. <laughs> we're doing. We're doing shtick. 
Yeah. All right. The All American. We don't even know his name. The All American Rejects. Uh, yeah. That they were enormous. They were way bigger than any of these other bands at one point. Yeah, but they Jim, would like Jimmy play- Welder on there too, aren't they? They were also enormous. Yeah, they were about the same. Yeah. Yeah, I think All American Rejects was a little bit bigger, but I'm not sure. I mean, Jimmy Eat World, I saw Jimmy Eat World live because they were opening for Green Day, which you got to be pretty big to open for Green Day already. Like, that's a stadium tour. Yeah, for sure. Uh, But I think All American Rejects might have been headlining their own stadium tours. I'm I'm not sure. I'm sure Jimmy Eat World could have as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Move along, move along. Okay, Mm -hmm. now we get to the main stage. Jimmy Eat World. Yeah, there you go. It just takes some time. <laughs> All right. Bright Eyes. That really shouldn't mm, be there. That was a kind of weird one. That one really should. They're going to get booed. They're going to get. That's where the turtle's going to get thrown on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Was that. Are they fucking. Uh, I'm glad I didn't die before I met you. Yeah. That's them. Yeah. They're, they're actually quite good. My of, friend. Of course they are. They used to be married to Zoe Deschanel. No. What? Yeah, Connor Oberst. He was married to Zoe Deschanel? Yes. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I did not know that. I don't think it's true. Unless she was married to Ben Gibbard from I... Death Cab for Cutie. Or is that the same guy? Well, obviously they're not the same guy. I mean, no, I mean is Ben mean... Gibbard the guy from Death Cab for Cutie? Why do I, I know the I name of Ben? I couldn't I don't know. I, I'm almost positive that she was married to Connor Oberst. I don't think so. But she me too him. No, it wasn't her. That was, oh. that was like some, <laughs> fan, some fan, I think. Made up something. And she admitted that she made it up. Hold on, Zoe Deschanel husband. Oh, I was Ben Gibbard from from Death Cab for Cutie, I think. Okay, sorry, yeah, sorry well, guys. No, it's all over. It's, it's good. Um, so yeah, Bright Eyes—they're actually quite good. I, I, I never mean, really I give love them, that song. I never really give them a first rate because of that song. That song was too, so ubiquitous that it kind of became annoying. You know what though? And I thought, well, that will be their song, and then the rest of it will be garbage. But my friend Aaron, who sometimes listens to the podcast, uh, is a big fan of theirs and i was like fucking really and he sent me a fair amount of stuff of this and i didn't dislike anything i heard a couple of them are genuinely good and i was like oh good for him all right dude then. i'm sorry i'm sorry but i don't give a fuck how overplayed it is it is the weirdest like i feel like such because i don't know any other songs by them but if you put on that fucking wedding song whatever the fuck it is that the, the people play wedding played. song well i think i feel like it gets played at weddings all the oh, time it's cool first day of my life I will weep like a fucking bitch. Really? And that has been the case since the first time I ever heard it. It's a bit mountain goatsy. That might be why. A little bit. A little bit mountain goatsy. That like, uh, that like you went out in the rain, you said everything changed. Mm -hmm. It's it's like the way he sings. Oh, that's a great song. Well, try listening to that whole album. Um, I'm sure I'd like it. It's called I'm Wide Awake This Morning or something like that. Dude, fucking, what's the... But I really, th- I realized I miss you, and I wondered if you could. Yeah. Everyone come knows. Home. Everyone knows this. Song. It's a weird song because it's like, it is both sad and joyous. I guess like you could. It's almost yeah. one of those weird like ink blot test songs, where like you could you could interpret it as very melancholy, but you could also make it like a song you dance to at your wedding because it's ultimately a love song. Yeah, like like you could. I could imagine someone listening to that song post breakup. For and sure. getting their feels out. But then also, like I said, a wedding dance song. Right. I love that song. Okay. Well, try listening to the rest of the album. It's not. It's a good one. Yeah. Everything I heard anyway. I, yeah. I I'll do it. Yeah. 
Them and uh, Elliot Smith would probably, they would have tried to get in touch with him if he hadn't stabbed himself to death. That is fucking so metal. That's whatever the emo version of metal is. It's pretty brutal, yeah. Like, of course, it's what Varg Vikernes says. Stabbing yourself in the heart. Says Euronymous did. Yeah. <laughs> stabbed himself in the back of the head. Yeah, 36 <laughs> times. But there, there, there is a theory that... Isn't that fucking crazy? Oh, we, all right, go ahead, I'm sorry. There is a theory that Elliot Smith's girlfriend killed him, not, not himself. Oh, that would suck for Elliot Smith. Imagine getting killed by your partner. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's kind That's of... That's got to be pretty heartbreaking. Well, I think whenever any musician who's a little bit depressive or weird kills themselves um, and there's a woman involved, they tend to... Like Courtney Love, Yeah, too. true. Although she Sid, did, she did Sid do it. Sid Barrett. No, not Sid Barrett. Sid... Well, that was Steve. Nancy who died. Oh! Sid Vicious. Sid Nancy Vicious was the died. one who he killed her. He was accused... Her. No, he was accused of her murder, and then he died of an overdose before he could get uh, get sentenced. Yeah, that movie makes it look like he didn't kill her. Though, oh, the right? movie is fucking nonsense. Oh, yeah. But, well, no, in the movie it makes it look like it was kind of a weird drug-induced accident. Yeah. But she kind of like accidentally stumbles into a knife. Yeah. But, no, it's more likely that he did kill her. Yeah. Some people think it might have been the drug dealer. Because there was a drug dealer going in and out of the apartment. But Did, either way, it I'm sorry. Sucks. Could you imagine <laughs> how fucking upset are you if, like, you come home one day and, like, your partner stabs themselves in the heart <laughs> right in front of you. And you're just like, ah! And they're like, and they're like no one will ever believe that this wasn't you, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the Elliot—I don't remember it too well, so I'm not going to talk about it very much. But I do remember that there is enough for it to be a little bit weird. Yeah, like the, on a suicide note, some people said it didn't look like his handwriting, and he misspelled his own name. But yeah, oh, you're talking about oh, you're talking about fucking like Elliot Smith, like I just said. Oh, I thought you were—I thought you were still on Kurt Cobain. No, I barely talked about Kurt Cobain. You're right. That's a whole other one. Okay, this one I feel like is actually the one that doesn't fit there. This one is more for, like, Zoomers, I think. From the Horizon? No. Oh. Avril Lavigne. Oh, yeah. Avril Lavigne is not a part of this scene. Ah, no. Come on, Broadly. She was a little bit before it, but, yeah. All yeah, the but she was, like... punk stuff. These bands were liked unironically. I don't think anyone liked Avril Lavigne above the age of 11. Oh, no, they did. This would be like putting pink on this lineup. Like, she was in that world. She was a mainstream pop star. Mm-hmm. That had like a little punk that these kids like, do you? Okay. Well, let me ask you do when we were, we both clearly have memories of these bands and our friends liking these bands. Did any of your friends like Avril Lavigne? Did anyone yeah. talk about Avril Lavigne? No. Girls did. Yeah. No, Girls they fucking her. did. Yes, not. they did. Yes, when? they did. What do you mean? When? What song was the big hit? They well, they liked obviously the Skater Boy and no, Complicated and stuff no, like that. But that then, came out in like the late nineties. That was so then, old. It didn't come out in the late nineties. It came out in the early two thousands. And then she became a bit more pop punky, and she did that fucking dreadful girlfriend song. Everyone loved that. No, they did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Not at my school. There's a reason it was fucking popular. Avril Lavigne like, was more no popular than half these bands. It was popular with little kids. Nah, I no teenagers too. Avril Lavigne drew no water at my school. Okay, well she drew no she, water. She didn't make it in Stockton, California. <laughs> Dumb bitch. I can tell Not you, like she, Aiden. <laughs> she made it elsewhere. People liked her. I, I would. Yeah, she's a bit. Uh, my Chemical Romance, absolutely. Paramore, absolutely. But not fucking Avril Lavigne. Yeah, I mean, I think when you're doing a kind of, I mean, it's the same as putting like Bright Eyes on the same list as all the shit. You know, I I think it's 
more just an inca- overall encapsulation of the kind of things that were popular and were at least kind of adjacent See, to... See, I think what's going on is I think that the Zoomers are giving... Because pop punk is, is, is hot with them right now. Is it? Oh, yes. Okay. It's hot with, like, the TikTokers. Is it? Yes. And because it's kind of an ironic... It'd be like us dressing like we were fucking in the 90s or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, they they seem to li- enjoy, like, this ironic version of it. Mm. And that's why this so-called, like, pop-punk revival that's happening with, like, Machine Gun Kelly has not is no longer a rapper. Now he's a pop-punk person. Willow Smith does pop-punk music now instead of rapping. Um, this lady, Olivia Rodrigo, is, like, a Disney Channel star who's become, like, a pop-punk type girl. Okay. Um it's all like rich people cosplay now. It's very odd. Like there are no kind of homegrown pop punk anymore. Well, no, because that moment went away. Right. Like, so it, now, it but it's it's having a comeback, but filtered through like as a fashion sense rather than an organic yeah, music that, scene. That happens. It's just kind of interesting that it's happening to something that we lived through. Whereas in the yeah. past, it was you know the eighties. Which no, it'd be like it'd be and... like when She Ron's Revenge was literally doing Depeche Mode covers. Yeah, or, I mean, exactly. I don't know if they were literally doing them, but or Joy Division. Well, yeah, and then Future Islands and stuff, and you start to think, yeah. oh, what year are we in? But, yeah, yeah. The only difference now is that I guess it's happening to a style of music that I we gotta, we grew up with. I got a bone to pick with with almost any girl I've been romantically involved with. They fucking like She Wants Revenge, unironically. Okay. They're fucking. I don't know. And and it's not just them. It's everybody. Really? They fucking suck, right? Like, am I wrong about that? I barely know them. Shoot, I want to hold you close. Uh, that one? No. I mean... Bro, they suck. Yeah. All right. I, I don't know. I don't okay, know enough this about is, them, but... This is, this is below your pay grade, this conversation. Just, it's not below my pay grade. I just talk don't about know this. what it is. So it's like you can keep singing it at me. It's like, oh, right, I don't you know, know what it was? It was the fucking guy from Cloak and Dagger is what it was. Yeah, I know. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Here's one that was in my group of friends, my personal group of friends. These guys were like the fucking, these were our Avril Lavigne. Like this was like the Beatles practically. Oh, really? People talked about this band like they were the biggest shit in the world. A day to remember. Mm-hmm. People, my friends loved them. They were, it would, the love for them was so pervasive in like my grade in particular. They were of such a small moment, a day to remember, but it was the exact moment when people in my high school were very into that type of music. Right. So it was a day to remember. These like hot topic shirts that you see everywhere with like black t shirts with big, bright pink graphics on them of like text and like it'd often be like a cartoon for no reason mm. it'd be like reptar and then it would say bring me the horizon over it and you weren't ever sure why did you see these shirts in england no this was a huge fashion thing at hot topic would sell these shirts it would literally be like ren and stimpy and then over the top it would say bring me the horizon and these were somehow legal and licensed shirts anyway okay. in this like one year of fashion a day to remember reigned supreme they headlined warp tour that year they were the biggest thing in the world so a day to remember is on the line i couldn't name one song by them and i i cannot remember i know i heard them at some point i can but i can't remember a thing about them and for all the, since i've been singing everyone else uh downfall of us all was their big song okay this town will be the downfall of us. But they had bigger yeah. songs. They had like small. They had songs that got popular from other weird venues. Like uh, they had a song on Jersey Shore that kind of blew them up for a oh, minute. Really? Yeah, but they were just like kind of a. 
They were interesting because they had pop appeal because they fused like the kind of bring me the horizon devil wears Prada sensibilities where it's all scream music like mm-hmm. that, that whatever you want to call it, like metalcore type music yeah however they were one of those bands where it was very popular to have a singer and a screamer and so they had that but then their singer sounded like tom DeLong from blink 182 yeah so they basically had like half pop punk half metalcore aesthetic right and people lost their shit they loved it yeah they were going nuts for it well and here they are they're back I like them. I've noticed the uh, one conspic- conspicuous absence is uh, Lost Prophets. <laughs> yeah, that is bullshit. Free him. <laughs> Let him out on day release. Let him do the show. Free him. <laughs> oh, my God. The most evil man that ever walked the earth. Can like, that imagine? guy is on no... Li- We've talked about yeah. it multiple even, times. Even Vogue Vickness is looking at him going... <laughs> That is fucked up. <laughs> that is that's a bit. Much. That is fucked up. That's a bit. That weird. is crazy. Don't like it. What's <laughs> a fucking? Uh, it's like no limits fun level mm. of insanity and remorseless. What so. the fuck was that guy's name? Peter Scully. Oh, God, we're talking about him again. I know. I know. Dude. We love. <laughs> he playing. gets a lot of airtime on our podcast. <laughs> He's a fan. It'll make people wonder, won't it? He's a listener. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then, right above a date, remember, is a band that I never got into. Uh, ever, but bring me the horizon. So they're a little. I mean, I understand why they're on this list, but they're, they're it's a it's a little bit of a weird placement though, because they actually kind of came a bit after most of this other stuff. Yeah, they came after. I think they formed, if I remember correctly. They were like two thousand eight or like two thousand seven or eight. Yeah. yeah, and then they had like one really kind of terrible. I, I don't, actually, I, I'm. <sighs> I'm a bit loath to call it terrible. For a bunch of 18-year-olds trying to do, like, technical death metal, it wasn't mm-hmm. too bad for a bunch of 18-year-olds. Were they doing – is it technical death metal? I assumed it was – I've never listened to it. I assumed it was metalcore, like everything else. Well, I mean, the, yeah. Yeah. But it was – I mean, metalcore really is just um, kind of a catch-all term for anything that wasn't, like, straight-up death metal. But then again, their, their first album, at least I think it is, the one with Pray for Plagues on it, that's pretty. that's pretty heavy. It's pretty intense. It doesn't have any singing. Doesn't have any like. It's all growled and screeched, and it has pretty. Uh, I don't know how technically competent it is. They might have just got lucky with some twiddling around, but um, it, it was, you know, it, it was closer to what I would call like kind of grindy death metal than mm. it was to like Parkway Drive or something. Yeah. But then they Parkway Drive are missing from the slide. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have a list of who's missing from but this at the end. Then they, so they did that, and they got very popular with like the scenesters because they looked. I mean, the the singer especially had a bunch of tattoos and had a haircut, wore some clothes, and um, then they they were like on very small tours uh, around the UK um, around that time. I saw the first time I saw them was they were supporting. They were on a lineup with Deer and Gray. Oh, boy. themselves, and they were supporting Mindless Self-Indulgence, who were also missing from that lineup. Yeah, I think that... I think Mindless Self-Indulgence is on some other stuff right now. Probably, but they should well be in there, I think. They should, but I yeah. I have to imagine that it was... I think they probably were asked. I would, I would not be shocked if they were asked, but mm. I think Jimmy Urin is just into his stuff he's doing with his wife now. Because oh, he does he does solo stuff now under the name Uringer, which is his last name. It's just his last name yeah. in all capitals. 
And it's like, I listened to it and like every other song has uh, Chantal Claret from Morningwood, his wife, mm-hmm. on it. And it kind of sounds like basically mindless self-indulgence if they don't casually say the N-word in every song, which they were <laughs> getting away with oh, yeah. so late in the game. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, one, no one even raised a... No one even raised it. Yeah, no one cared. No one cared. Yeah. Kind of strange. How crazy. Wasn't that long ago. It was like 2015. (laughs) A bunch of like 15 year old white girls in an audience yelling out. Yeah. Yeah. And not even just in the song Bring the Pain, which you can at least justify as like, that's a cover. Hmm. It's like you, they were putting it in their own original hits. Yeah, I remember them having some pretty. There's a there's an album that came out in like 2013 where they drop a hard R one. For virtually no reason that I can discern. That's funny. All right, yeah, but so they're not on there. But that, anyway, that's Bring Me the Horizon. And at that time, they were like fucking nasty boys, too. Like he's had oh, a, he right. had a Me Too before Me Too was the thing. All these sites. He, he pissed on a fan and threw around and threw a bottle of her head. Ew. On the, on the tour bus because she wouldn't suck his dick. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that was pretty well known about. But you, know who was, of... you know who else was kind of a gnarly asshole? Uh, or, like, kind of in that same vein. Maybe actually a little bit after. I, definitely a little bit after uh, Bring Me the Horizon was a band called Asking Alexandria. Oh, yeah. I think they were a British band, weren't they? Danny Warsnop was the they guy. They were. And I've actually, I actually met the singer out here. He was at the Rainbow. If. Yeah. If. The tale is to be believed, which is very probably not. But if the tale is to be believed, uh, a person that I was acquaintances with, I was like 19 at the time. She was still in high school and quite young in high school. She was about 15. She alleged that she fucked Danny Warsnop on the tour bus when they came to Modesto, California. So? Well, he was. She was 15 years old. Oh, I see what you mean. Uh, but she that was, was so common. That was so. Common. That's what I'm saying. Is like all of these bands. So, so I actually. It oh was, yeah, no, I bet they're all tugging at the colors now. It but was quite. It funny. was really common. It like, was it, to, to oh, the yeah. point where I didn't even raise eyebrows. Yeah, no. Like, it was. It's quite funny. I was actually listening to that. Uh, the bald uh, Anthony Fantano. Yeah. I, he released a video where he's on like a, doing a Twitch stream and talking about the when we were young lineup. And one of the people in the comments says, no schools within 2,000 yards of this event. Mm. But, like, that's very true. Like, they were all fucking children. And, like, it was just, ex- like, it was just chill, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's a little different in England because our age of consent's lower. So it didn't. It was 16. 16-year-old. Like, yeah. it, yeah. it didn't really raise that many yeah. eyebrows. But, or a 15-year-old even was like, eh. yeah. But, um, and also, you got to, I'm not really, I'm not, why am I fucking defending it? But a lot of the band members were pretty young, too, at yeah. the time. No, yeah. But it certainly was like Bring Me the Rise, and they were like 18, 19 yeah. when they first started getting big. And it's like, well, well yeah. I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, moving. I still condemn the behavior. I would like to say that. <laughs> I would not. Well, yeah. If uh, would... Danny Warstop came up to me today and was like, mate, what do you think? I'd be like, I don't think you should, Danny. Yeah. Well, I met him in the Rainbow once. I think he introduced himself by saying he was a lead singer for Asking Alexandria. What a cool guy. Which is pretty awesome. And also, uh, Wes Scantlin from Puddle of Mud used to be there all the time as well. He died, didn't he? No, I think he's still... I'm thinking of P.O.D. The Youth of the Nation. Uh, that yeah. guy died. Puddle of Mud should be on there. Anyway, um... Okay, so then it's... So, anyway, Bring the Horizon. Sorry, I, I was talking about them. Yeah. They, they started out as death metal, then they became more, like, traditionally metalcore-ish. Yeah. With a bit of singing and, like, kind of just shouting like this! 
so you could hear all the words. Yeah. And uh, then they, they kept going, and they got really big. They got huge. They were headline. They they sold out like Wembley Arena uh, mm. not too long ago, a few years ago. Won a bunch of awards and became a very popular band among like the general public. Now, I don't know. I must have, in the past few years, uh, you would think they would be higher on that lineup, but they're not because they're one of the few that are like recently big. I mean, My Chemical Romance broke up and went away, and they they've got that reunion. Uh, Twang, you know, what well, twang, what am I talking mm-hmm. about? Heat. But uh, most of the other ones on there, they haven't been big. Their big time was a long time ago. Whereas Bring the Horizon, they they are still pretty currently big, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, they're a little bit surprising to be there underneath Paramore and yeah. My Chemical Romance. But then again, My Chemical Romance will be the biggest. Uh, oh, they're huge. Get. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they're huge. I, I was floored at how popular they were. Like when they mm-hmm. came around on this reunion tour, people were acting like, Oh, dude, yeah. It's like the fucking Beatles on that rooftop. Like, people were really? so excited. Yeah. Yeah, I, did, I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Um, I think you got to remember, they probably also had fans who got into them about a decade late, you know? Yeah. Oh, it seems like their popularity has never waned. It's fucking bizarre. Mm. Like, people love that shit. It spoke to them. Yeah, I was one of them. I, I liked them a lot. And actually, even... I mean, the, the reunion show I didn't think was very good. I don't mm. think they... I think... For something that anticipated, they p- could have put a bit more effort into yeah. it. It didn't seem like they'd rehearsed all that much. Yeah. But and the set list was the same set list that they'd done on like their last actual. Date. That's awesome. Yeah, so I mean, it was a good set list. And it was fine, but um, I remember that you know the songs are still pretty good for what they are, like sure. for, for the type of music sure. that it is. I'm like, oh, fine, fair enough. Yeah, and then by the way, decent lyrics. And then sometimes. the top two, of course, yeah. are Michael Crones and Paramore. But one, <laughs> I have to run and pee. But when we come back. I think we should talk about two things. One. Who is absent from this list? Think about that. Well, we've and then named two, a few. Yeah. And then two. Let's put together the when we when PQP was young lineup. Oh man, the PQP festival lineup. The when we were young. The one that we're gonna like scam kids out of their money and get people trampled Astro World style. Oh uh, well, I mean, yeah. honestly, we're at the age where probably quite a few of them overlap with these bands. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not. I'm talking about PQP themed. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll be right back. All right. Okay, so yeah, let's just talk about who's missing. Uh, like you said, Parkway Drive. I'll also yeah. throw out a Skylit Drive if you remember them. Oh yeah, Chiodos. What about mo- what were they called? Motion Pictures Soundscape. Motion City Motion Soundtrack. City. We talked about them already. Oh, we did? Yeah. They what? they were the, one of the softcock ones. They were like yes. they would be there with Hello Goodbye. Who, if based on this, should also probably, probably should be, be there. there, shouldn't they? Uh, Honestly, I can think uh, Hello of Goodbye. A... Yeah, Motion City Soundtrack had this fucking awful song that people it was like one of those ones that people loved putting on their myspaces yeah it was it went like this let's get fucked up and die uh, yeah, yeah. And it goes on i'm speaking figuratively <laughs> of course like the last time that i committed suicide <laughs> social suicide Fuck i'm like yeah. these are the most rot lyrics i have ever heard <laughs> Just to make the point clear so there's no misunderstanding. I do not condone that you literally kill yourself. I'm speaking figuratively, of course. And there is a law that protects me from liability. (laughs) Uh, Where's your donut or something? Oh, I've got my uh, playing card one over there. Wow, did you get this at a hotel casino in Las Vegas? No, we've had this exact conversation on the podcast before. 
Because you have a silver one that you got from a hotel in Vegas. I got that as, I think, I don't know, I think Rachel got it for me at some point. Anyway. All right, so, what the fuck? What? What you were just doing? I was getting my bangs out of my eyes. Matt's just like... Threw his head back like, like he I was, was having a stroke. So he was being exercised. <laughs> <laughs> Open his mouth and white light came out of it. Um, anyway, <laughs> so I, I think we've mentioned all the main ones. So although now I can't remember what they were. Uh, Aiden probably should have been on there um, from first to last, maybe. Uh, the first to last had a great song that went. I set my friends on fire. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they had, they had a ton of everyone. I only know like one song from everyone, and it was literally just what people put on their MySpace pages. Because you remember, you used to mm. be able to have a song. Yeah, yeah. And if you didn't have that, you could have a lyric from it as like your headline. That's right, or yeah. your name even. What songs did you have on your MySpace page at various points uh, when you were nothing young? cool? No. It was all like, I mean, I was not into, like, I was not into that type of music. So I was into other stuff that looking back is probably pretty cringy, but I still stand by it because it's nostalgic to me. So I had like a lot of Mars Volta. Oh, well. Yeah. A lot of Coheed and Cambria. Oh, they should be on there. I don't know they if were, that's, I think only, for a, only for a brief minute and then they kind of forked off and they started did. doing their own thing. The more proggy stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they were always more more proggy than mm-hmm. the rest of it, but they were on the same, you would find them on a lot of the yeah. same bills. Yeah, I had a lot of Mars Volta, Coheed and Cambria, Tool, mm-hmm. uh, I was a real prog head, I guess, <laughs> as, as a high schooler. And now it's so funny because I hate music. Like, I'm like, I, like, I don't <laughs> listen to anything that isn't like three minutes or shorter. Mm. Like, I don't want to hear any solos or, like, complex time signatures or anything moody. Right. I just want little bops. Little bops. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, maybe you should come to the uh, When We Were Young Festival. Oh, and yeah. by the way, there was a lot of, like, um, a lot of corny, like, emotional hip-hop, like, mm. atmosphere and, like, uh, Sage Francis. Oh, and, I don't know oh, God. Yeah, my, the, the, the heads out there know. As for people who are missing, I could name a few. There were a few British bands who were sort of, I mean, we've mentioned Lost Prophets, of course. <laughs> but there was also Funeral for a Friend. But I don't yeah. think, I think maybe because of COVID, they can't really get out here. So I kind of divided into two, and this is pretty just arbitrary, but I kind of divided into what was popping at Warp Tour when I was in high school mm-hmm. and what was popping at Warp Tour when I was out of high school. Because I. I had a friend group, like, oh, we were pretty arrested development. Like, it was like, I was still going to high school, the warp tour, and I was like 20. Mm-hmm. And and so I saw the kind of sea change, and mm-hmm. the sea change was definitely from pop punk to much more screamo based. Right. The ones I remember were the later ones. So, and that this seems to gear more toward the harder acts. Uh, well, it's like the hard, Seosins, I mean, the Atreus, the Census Fails, yeah, those yeah. guys. Uh, I would throw so for them. I would throw in like um, there was a band called I Wrestled a Bear once that was very popular because mm-hmm. there was a girl singer that was. Big. They were much more. Uh, what were they called? That mathcore or whatever. They mm. were. They were a bit more like Dillinger Escape Plan. Oh really? I thought they were like heavy. I thought they were. They like, are. Yeah. Well, Dillinger Escape, Escape Plan are really really heavy. Um, yeah, I guess I meant like I thought they were almost like grindcore type, like, uh, like just like blast beats. R- and, I don't know. think you could call them grindcore, but they were. Well, yeah, mathcore just means like very noisy and kind of technical. Yeah. Yeah. I remember them being okay. They, mm. There was another one called Rollo Tomasi. 
uh, another female fronted band a bit similar to that i think they were british though um yeah, I don't feel like that stuff would fit in quite as well. There was uh, a hot trend. That was the other thing that was really interesting about that that music is it was so naked. One, how fast the trends came and went. Mm-hmm. Two, how blatantly everyone chased them. There was no shame. Mm. Like being a sellout was not an, an issue that was even up for discussion. Even by then. Yeah. At least from what I observed, because these bands were getting very popular by just, oh, it's it's popular to scream and not sing anymore. All right, we're going to do, oh, but you know what? We're all going to throw a little bit of synth in the background. Now we got a little bit of yeah. synth in the background. Fans actually um, complained about it, though. Mm. Uh, like I, I definitely remember, even at myself, not liking... Uh, the used after their third album. Oh, I heard so that they started they, throwing in like some some dubstep noises in the background. Oh, I'm sure, and stuff. God knows what they're up to now, but yeah, they they were definitely. It just felt like, oh God, you guys are not doing what you set out to yeah. do anymore. And same with Mike and Michael Romance, so yeah. to an extent. And, that, and that's not to say that you can't evolve. It's just that some of it didn't. When feel you evolve like evolving. exactly yeah, yeah. with the trend, it seems a yeah. little weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it was pretty disappointing. Um, Another one that I think could... I mean, they're almost too big now for sort of different reasons, but I think that probably are meant to be on there is Fallout Boy. They should go and do a set of their early 2000s stuff. Yeah, I think they're still too big. They're too big. I think they're still too big. Yeah, but they should really be yeah. on there. That would round out the... Like, for me, the in my mind, the big ones, at least in a certain sort yeah. of pocket of quote-unquote emo pop-punk music... It would be My Chemical Romance, The Used, and Fallout Boy. They were the one, the three that... And Green think, Day were there too, actually. I think, yeah. The Green Day would never be on this. I think The Used and Green Day were kind of on their own thing. I think Green Day was a little bit separate because they had already they become were so, they huge. They were huge in the 90s. Exactly. Yeah. And I think The Used was a little bit smaller than My Chemical Romance and Fallout Boy. They were. Especially Fallout Boy. It, well, actually... Okay. I feel like you were a real music fan if you knew The Used, but like your mom knew Fallout Boy. Yeah, like Fallout Boy for sure. But uh, there was a time. First of all, the use predates My Chemical Romance a bit. There was a long while where they were headlining. I think the Warp Tour, whereas My Chemical Romance were like a few mm-hmm. below them. So they were like, above them uh, at some point. And then when My Chemical Romance got big with their second album, they sort of brought the used up with them a little bit, and then they had some big falling out, as far as I understand it. Yeah. But they were they were pretty closely yeah, were related. Buddies. Yeah, for a while. Um, yep. Anyway, for me, that would have been the big three. I didn't like Fallout Boy ever, but I liked My Chemical Romance and The, and the Used. Yeah, I uh, I think that... Well, of course, when I was like a sophomore, I didn't like any of them. That's Fuck bullshit. Yeah. That ain't tool. What's the sophomore in, in age? Uh, like 15. 15? Okay. Yeah, I'm like, that's bullshit. Yeah, by the time, by I, the reached... time I was about a senior, I had decided that Fallout Boy was pretty fun even though i didn't like enjoy listening to them i liked their lyrics i liked that they were snarky i thought that was fun they seemed they were very clever fallout boy was like the first in that trend of like clever emo bands which panic, panic of the disco, of the disco really ripped them off yeah, yeah. Well, they were, um, I, th- I think if I remember correctly, Panic at the Disco was sort of founded by one of yeah, the full fueled, up- fueled by ramen or whatever. The which was um, no, no, no. Fueled, uh, oh, right, no, sorry, okay. Decay Dance, which was Pete Wentz's vanity imprint on the Fueled by Ramen label. Okay, which is probably also owned by like Capital. Pete Wentz like seemed to have like come to them and been like, "You guys have a good sound. Here's what you should start doing. Start dressing like this. Mm-hmm. You there, kick that fat one out. You gotta mm-hmm. get a hot one in. Like, okay. yeah." Yeah, so they kind of, and they, they were pretty similar in, in a lot of ways. I preferred Panic at the Disco. 
At least their the first time. I, to this day, am a huge Panic! at the Disco fan. I know. That's a strange thing to learn about you. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. It's uh, They were just one of the ones. Something stuck. One, it was they were doing like... Pretentious uh, fucking... Yeah, Chuck Palahniuk quotes yeah. and shit. <laughs> and yeah, that was that really appealed to me. Yeah. Um, I liked Snark. You know, I liked Snark mm. at the time. I liked Say Anything. Mm. That band, they should probably be on this lineup as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of ever. Well, I'm thinking right now. I'm thinking. Let's emissions. fuck all this. Like, let let's talk about like. Okay, so we are. This is obviously geared toward us. Like, this is geared toward people in their like late twenties to early thirties mm-hmm. who are trying to recapture the shit they were listening to when they were fifteen. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say they were just making it the Sean Festival or the Max Festival, and it's literally like everything that you were listening to on rotation, on regular rotation. Yeah, like if you if someone came to fifteen year old Sean and was like list your top fifteen to twenty favorite bands when I was fifteen. Yeah, like who's on the lineup now? Who's headlining? Because mine would be a fucking st- stupid show. <laughs> I don't be a shitty festival that I would only. I'd be the only one who would want to buy a ticket to it. Well, are you saying fifteen specifically, like that age? Because my taste changed quite a lot. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, quickly. yeah, you just you know the general. Let's just say high school. Yeah, I mean that that's gonna go pretty far. Um, <laughs> okay, well, it really will. Uh, all right. Well, Who's I mean, I was in? into so early in my te- like you know eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, probably up until I was about fourteen, I was big into classic rock type stuff. Yeah. So, oh, you know that's what we do. Yeah, we we organize the- it like that. So there's two small stages. <laughs> The small stages are like your junior high to sophomore year. Okay, so Black Sabbath will be on the small okay. stage. Yep. <laughs> on the small stage. <laughs> That's an yep. imaginary festival. Yep. Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin and Queen and all of that yep. kind of stuff. And then yep. uh, Rolling Stones and, you know, all like the really yeah. traditional kind of yep. obvious stuff. Neil Young. Oh, yeah. I'll talk about Neil Young in a minute. Remind <laughs> me. Um, yeah, so all of that. And then getting into... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't. I can't remember what year which came around. Um, I mean, I, you know, there was a, a time in the early two thousands where I liked a lot of the stuff that was, you know, on the radio too. Uh, so I liked. Um, I finally liked Nelly at that time. I had like bought some of oh, Nelly's on the CD stage. singles. He's on one of the small stages. So Nelly, Nelly will be there with Black Sabbath and <laughs> doing some of his hits from Nellyville. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember the album Nellyville? Yeah, I think that's the one, one yeah. of the ones I had. Actually, yeah. no, I, I bought CD singles back then. So Oh, nice. So I would have had like the Ride With Me CD single and then yeah. I would have had the uh, Dilemma CD single with the video on it. <laughs> Eminem too, big into Eminem at the time. Like all really obvious. Yeah, he stuff. would have been on one of my small stages for yeah. sure. And so, Lim- all right, so let's go Lim- over Limp Bizkit a little bit earlier. Like maybe when I was about ten, I really like Limp Bizkit. Let's go over one of my small stages. And so I think definitely Eminem's getting. Uh, he's getting like a fifteen minute set <laughs> on my on my small stage. Just the skits. Just the- <laughs> Ken Kniff actually is is what I was mostly listening for. <laughs> And then Obi Trice comes out and they do drips. Yeah, man. Oh, God, that would be awesome. For, boy, for, so let's not do this. Like, oh, well, you when you were 13, let's do the Poor Quality Festival. What would yeah, that's right. That's right. Let's okay. not limit it too much. All right, you're right. Okay, so definitely Obi Trice featuring Eminem is going to be one of our openers <laughs> at the Poor Quality Festival. Just drips. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. This is going to be, let's, yeah, let's really paint the picture. Yeah. The kids are lined up. Nate. 
Tim, Robert, they've got fucking VIP seating. It's the only seating. It's emceed <laughs> by <are> four seats. <laughs> it's emceed by there are uh, four Sir camping chairs in a field. Yeah, it's it's emceed by Sir Slee's fucking Beaver Sleezoid, Brandon. Mm-hmm. He's the MC of the night, right? So he's coming out. It's all one stage. Let's be honest. Yeah, let's it's, <laughs> it's not even really a stage. It's a field. It's, it's a field where it's a we field ask with you a, with a generator. We ask you politely not to look at the quote-unquote offstage, which yeah, is the just turn just your head to your left. <laughs> behind the caravan we've rented. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So, crammed Brandon in comes out. Black Sabbath yeah. and Nelly and Eminem and Obi yeah. <laughs> are all in this caravan. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. Brandon comes out. Weird Al's in there. Have a good night. Uh, he's like, welcome, welcome, welcome to the uh, Poor Quality Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he yeah. comes out. Yeah. Let's open your... Uh, to get things started, let's let's get festive. Let's open uh, your drinks. Here to perform their hit song "Party Boat" is uh, <laughs> a swashbuckle. Yeah, swashbuckle. we can throw a swashbuckle on there. Sure, swashbuckle comes out. Let's bring them back. Party boat, party boat, party boat. <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah, we'll get that man. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a, that's a great way to start a show. Give it up for. Uh, Swash Obi Trice featuring Eminem, <laughs> <laughs> just doing drips. And that's just it. Drips. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, I'm gonna also throw. Out, you you give me one if you want. If you got one. Oh, uh, I mean, like poor quality specific. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, then I think we're. I think we'd be remiss not to include. Ooh, the uh, the, the who's who's that band that does the the songs at Knott's Berry Farm? <laughs> oh, like the crazy Kirk, Kirk and the Hillbillies. Hillbillies. That's it. Yeah, we got that. Yeah, yeah. All yeah, that's by the way. That's the headliners. That's the main stage. It's going to be like the Country Bears, the whole Hall of Presidents. Uh, yeah, you have your Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, band, yeah. He's yeah. up there. The Make Believe Band, uh, Chuck E. Cheese, and the Munch, and the Make Believe Band from Chuck E. Cheese. Absolutely. Yeah. And the Rocket Fire Explosion. What's that? Uh, they were the make believe band before it got reskinned. Oh, um, when they were at Showbiz Pizza, you never watched. I never made you watch that no, fucking fuck bleak no. documentary. Oh no, you told me about it. I, yeah. I never got around to watching that. No. Uh, okay, so they're up there, and then we, you know, there's some non music acts as well. Oh really? Sarge comes out and reads some of his <laughs> his of missives, his, his blogs, <laughs> his manifestos. <laughs> Uh, who else we got? A defunct land does a does a presentation like a TED talk. <laughs> oh my god, this is gonna be awful. This is gonna be a terrible. What are you talking time? about? I'm fucking. I'm, I'm lit right now. I'm so excited for this. Okay. Uh, well, I think if we're gonna go that far, then we should get the whole uh, the whole of my school music. Oh, oh yeah. music competition! Oh. Get all of them. Oh shit! Not even the ones you went to either. The ones that we no, the ones played we found. on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. they're still current. Oh, uh, what the fuck was the? That was so awesome. The kid. What was he singing? Oh, which one? It was like. Was it Kansas? What was? There was like someone singing like a ballad, but he had a lisp. Oh, poor guy. Yeah, uh, he was singing <laughs> "Sweet Child of Mine." Yeah. Oh, oh sweet child yeah. of mine. Yeah. Oh, uh, he comes out there. He's a little older now. He's bald already. He's British. Yeah. And then, oh, but guess what? Then the fucking the, the fucking house lights. Everyone does one song basically. Yeah. <laughs> house lights come up. Fucking there they are. John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John <laughs> singing. <laughs> 
I hear Elton John's going to make a surprise yeah. appearance. Yeah, on a screen. I'm still standing. On a screen. Yeah. <laughs> from his backyard. <laughs> from his basketball court. Yeah. Oh, my God. Got Randy dude. Newman there, too. But he'll also he'll phone it in, too. Well, Randy Newman's there, but he's only going to do the song where he you. says the N-word. Do you know about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> or you'll just do a Stay Away From Me song again. Stay away from me. Oh, I forgot about that. That's yeah, why he's, right. yeah, that's he why gets he's two in. songs. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away from me. Yeah. I got COVID. <laughs> that guy's awesome, too. Yeah, man, he is. Uh, let's see. Who else? Who else? I mean, well, obviously, fucking Burzum has to do oh, a set. Oh, yeah, we'll get Bongo. Of course, Burzum's got to do a set. I don't think he's, he's a allowed. newer edition. I don't think he's allowed in the Dude, U.S. He probably can't cross his no, name. He, yeah. he can't leave France. <laughs> Uh yeah yeah we should get him involved I I think um oh god August Ames August Ames yeah that'll be <laughs> your project finally making this debut uh I don't know I mean we talk about music an awful lot but some of them aren't funny it's like you would want them out in goats there oh uh, well I think Mr Bungle would be the headliner that would be the only uh, one that we agree on yeah like the one that we both agree like oh I we both really like them well, they can't make it Cannibal have, Corpse have, have you heard about Mike Patton no, what's he up to? He's like severely mentally ill. I mean, is that news? I mean, he's always been pretty rough around the edges. No, they, they canceled like a year of dates. Really? Mr. Bungle and Faith No More, yeah, because he's not doing well. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of weird for someone like him who seems to never stop working. Yeah. And suddenly it's like, boom. Yeah. Yeah, that's so anyway, by the no, way, no that's... Mr. Bungle. <laughs> okay, so Mr. Bungle can't make it. Uh, well, I mean, let's yeah, let's talk about the bands we would sincerely agree on to be like the head. They get to play thirty minutes, and it's not ironic. I mean, Mr. Put Cannibal Bungle, Corpse there, Cannibal Corpse would probably yeah. probably close out the night. It's the only show we've been to together. That's true, yeah. and it was great. It was fantastic. Uh, Obviously, Mountain we'll Goats. get Thy Art as Murder as well. <laughs> yeah, you know, what? give yeah, them another show. <laughs> <laughs> sure. We can't help ourselves. We get it's yeah, all going to sure. be ironic bullshit. We'll get Jetta Jurians and all. You know, ah, come on, I love Jetta. Don't don't do this to me. What did I say? I said we put her on the bill. Oh, you fucking know what you're implying, motherfucker. I'm not implying anything. I'm the one to give her a big break. Lest we forget. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> you'll never stop being. I'm the agent. You know, I'm, I'm the agent uh, at the beginning of the biopic yeah. who gets who immediately gets usurped by some like fancier one wearing yeah, a yeah. suit, some some slick talking yeah, mouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says he can take them to the next mm-hmm. level, and then I'm stuck in the bed. You know, I'm fucking taking food from the catering, <laughs> keeping it in my pocket. Oh, by the way, uh, John Leguizamo and um, John Leguizamo and. Oh, this is gonna be, and John Favreau will be there on the food truck for the movie Chef. You <laughs> <laughs> haven't even seen that movie. Sophia got- Vergara and Scarlett Johansson <laughs> will be fighting over John Favreau. Of course, I've seen it. You haven't oh, seen yeah? it. I have. Yeah. Oh, that movie sucks it's so bad. Not very good. That movie's crazy. <laughs> I've never great. seen something so, like Boomer masturbation fantasies. Oh, for sure. Yeah. To the extreme. Yeah. Sophia Vergara places ex-wife mm-hmm. that's the one he's done with <laughs> he already fucked that he that she's ran through yeah. by favreau and here's scarlett johansson's like i'm just trying to up. get a chance and he's like i don't know if my heart is ready wait scarlett johansson's not in it 
Yes, she is. She's, She's his chef? love interest. Is it? Really? Yes. Oh, man, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, John Leguizamo. And then he's got I like remember it son. mostly being him and his kid and John Leguizamo in a food truck. Oh, a- no, no, no. There's a whole thing. She He makes her like this fancy spaghetti meal. Doesn't like Dust- she- Dustin Hoffman play the food critic or something? Who plays the food I critic? I don't recall who plays the food critic, There's someone actually. who, who like, gives him a bad review and he f- loses his shit. And then he goes and starts a food truck. Goes and starts a food truck. And then like wins the hearts of everyone. In the food well, community. Oh, my fucking lord, <laughs> dude. Terrible, what a fucking but... film. Yeah. I can't believe that movie, honestly. Like, I, all this? respect to Jon Favreau. He's made some great Marvel movies, Disney work. All of his all of his mainstream work is like, you can count on him for quality, formulaic work. <laughs> you can count on him to turn up while the people do the computers. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not even kidding. He'll like, be there. <laughs> dude, there is, I'm sorry. Like, look, if you like that type of stuff, he does it better than anyone. Maybe not better than James Gunn nowadays, but like, whatever. He does it really well. And then he's like, but I have indie aspirations, don't you know? And so he goes and makes Chef. Chef. <laughs> the fucking worst movie. Written and directed and starring John Favreau. It's fu- and he put himself in as it. As the hero. He put yeah, himself yeah. in it. I know, that's pretty awful. I can't believe... But you know what? I'd be doing shit like that, too, if I were him. If I were so... And I kind of look like him, too. If I were that fat, <laughs> curly-haired fuck... <laughs> he looks like, like Rutsy Snellis. I've been saying this for years. They have the same <laughs> annoying face. Yeah, they, they, there's something to do with their mouth, I think. It's like their nose and their mouth, and it bubbles the fuck out of me. It's like it's. I don't know. I really don't know what Brady Snellis looks like. It's I not a I thought Brady Snellis was, but... like, in shape and, like, fit. No. Not now, anyway. Not now. <laughs> he looks like shit. He doesn't look great. I mean, oh, by the way, I was watching a I was watching a football game uh, recently, and I was sitting at this bar watching it on the screens. And Tom Brady, who's like forty five years old, but he's you know notoriously very young, like looks very handsome. Mm-hmm. He's just retired, right? Married to just no, no, he's still playing. Uh, he just got knocked out of the playoffs. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. But oh, I thought he retired. Too. Mm-hmm. On. No, uh, but he he actually won the Super Bowl last year. Um, mm-hmm. He's you know he's married to like Giselle Boonshin and all this, mm-hmm. so I'm at the I'm at the bar watching this and I'm sitting next I'm alone and I'm sitting next to these two just like obese, fucking slobs right and they do a close up on his face and this guy's sipping his beer and he just goes, Brady looks like shit, <laughs> like fuck yeah what a king, well don't fucking let my you could have given me a courtesy laugh on that one. What's the joke there? Oh, the, uh, ha, ha, these fat, ugly people daring to say saying that so someone who is objectively better look. It'd be like me being like, "Wow, Scarlett Johansson looks fucking fugly." Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it almost makes them feel better about themselves. No, don't say that. No, they don't deserve to feel better about themselves. <laughs> they ain't the goat. Well, maybe they just make you look tired. You know, comparatively, like compared to how he normally looks. Oh, shit, sure, he looks rough. This is what I get. I get the third degree. I get the third degree. I get the fucking sensible Sean. Yeah, so I haven't drunk enough yet today to When I come, <laughs> to at, when I come at these slobs. <laughs> well, it's like we were talking about Brady and I listen to his annoying mouth. All right, I'm and sorry. Then, yeah, let's talk about now that. Now we're talking about some fat people in a bar who, <laughs> who commented on someone else's appearance. <laughs> They weren't even fat. They were just. They ugly. weren't even fat after all. You described them as obese fucking slubs. <laughs> they were actually pretty hot. <laughs> I was mad. It wasn't I even was true. <laughs> this interaction. Matt never saw happened. some average-looking people commenting on Tom Brady looking. I didn't even watch yeah. the game. It was, <laughs> weren't even in a bar. I was you just, just sitting at home, being like, "Wouldn't it be funny if this happened?" <laughs> 
No, you were sitting here thinking that, and then thinking like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I know how I'll puncture this talk about Bryce and Ellis and John Favreau's mouth. <laughs> All right, what do you want to say about their mouths? They're kind of annoying. Uh, well, <laughs> just like, uh, I don't know, Google a clip of Bryce and Ellis talking, you'll see exactly what I mean. And then watch John Favreau do it. They've got the same thing. It's, it's like a lisp, but it's not quite. It happens with their mouth. You see, it's like a visual lisp. It's annoying. Anyway. Are you doing the same thing to me? That's fine. No, I'm trying to think about that. I actually wasn't. I was trying to think about who's next on the lineup. Oh, our lineup? Hmm. Well, we'll get Ian Watkins. <laughs> He's going to play a solo acoustic set. <laughs> yeah. you know? We got a few people on day release. We got, <laughs> got <laughs> Varg, Ian Watkins. Fucking Peter Scully. <laughs> Bring him out to give a talk. On. He's doing his new movie. He's premiering. It. He's doing. He's doing a musical, a one-man musical called Remorse. <laughs> <laughs> it's just him apologizing. Daisy's Remorse. It's an apology tour. <laughs> Fuck. That's awful. That's why they're quarantined only one. They are all on the stage at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In a cage, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Three cages. Don't they want to risk them yeah. getting out. Yeah. yeah, they come in like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. They got the mask on and all. Really? Uh, I mean, but we all know who the fucking headliners are, right? Well, no, I don't. I yeah, don't know. Of course, if we well, it's Pendulette and the No God Band. Oh God, yeah, they gotta be there. <laughs> They're gonna be doing Clay Aiken by Pendulette by Pendulette, <laughs> and then Joe Rogan's gonna interview them after the set. Oh gosh, yeah, John Ronson needs to get there too. Well, it's, yeah, it's gonna be Joe Rogan. It's gonna be a, a round table. Yeah, there's gonna be a Q and A panel at the end. Right. It's gonna be moderated by Brandon. <laughs> And it's going to be on the panel. It's going to be Joe Rogan, <laughs> Pendulette, John Ronson. And uh, you know what? Fuck it. Why not um, uh, Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> Rogan won't go anywhere without him anyway. Well, it'll be a Q&A panel with those people. You're mm-hmm. right. But it will be live commented on yeah. by the stars of Hollywood Babylon. <laughs> Ralph no, no, no. And- <laughs> no, you got to touch it because this is now a two-stage event because we now have the comedy tent. No, no, it's not a tent. They're, they're just in the audience. They're like nearby. <laughs> you know? like, yeah. They're nearby. they got their own table. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, we'll get them a table. We'll get them a fold-out table. That's Ralph, uh, can I tell you a little story about a Supergirl in Canada? Uh, <laughs> I was buying Timbits for the whole cast <laughs> and uh, they still didn't like me. <laughs> not anymore. No Timbits now. I don't think they're vegan. Maybe they are. Oh, that's true. He was annoyed that there's no vegan Timbits. He was he was actually complaining about this pretty recently. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, that, that's a pretty good lineup for okay, one so day. Okay, so now there's the comedy tent over mm-hmm. here on the side. If you if you don't like music and fine art, we go see some great comedians. Yeah. Joey Coco Diaz <laughs> will, be, will be telling an hour of fake stories. <laughs> only only false slightly apocryphal stories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um Let's see who else. Why don't we get that Spider Man guy? <laughs> I don't know if we can get him. <laughs> I, mean, a, I don't know where to find him. Find All him I know first. is that he's called he's called Batman. <laughs> <laughs> All I have is a name. <laughs> oh shit, you dummy! Who's playing the headlining on the music stage? Of course, it's gonna be the Hollywood Vampires. Oh <laughs> yes, Alice That's Cooper. It. There we Johnny go. Depp. <laughs> Alice Cooper in a casket. You think it's part of the stage setup. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's going to come out of the Johnny, casket. He just Johnny never, Johnny never comes thinks he's, I've always been a bad guy. 
I've been a Those villain are people for centuries. Who died, died. Did you know that song just made its way into um, a movie recently? Well, not, not the Hollywood version. Vampires. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> who is it? Is it Bad Brain? Who sings that song? I actually don't song? remember. I looked it up. I, yeah. Now I can't remember. It's not Dead Kennedy. It's something like that. Though. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's uh, it was in Suicide Squad, the new the new one. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well. Also, on stage is the whole Suicide Squad <laughs> in costume. Okay, well, let's not get too crazy here. No. Because uh, who else is in the comedy? We're on something with the Joe Coco Diaz. Joe Coco Diaz. Doug um, Benson. <laughs> Doug Benson? Holy fuck, I forgot all about Doug Benson. Doing an extended set. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Slash Batman. Spider-Man slash Batman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, let's who see. Who else will we throw in there? Oh, well, Greg Proops. Oh, for you, yeah. Yeah, gotta, G- gotta have him to on do. there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm smart. Oh, yeah. Richard Iwate will be there <laughs> to demoing some gadgets. Okay. <laughs> Richard Iwate feet Jimmy Carr. And he's like, wow, look at this shoe. It's also a toaster. Oh, uh, good. Okay. I, I bet you can use that, that shoe to do a rape. Does that come in the toaster? Is it? Is it- <laughs> No, there is no cum in the toaster, Jimmy. Jimmy. What about rape? <laughs> he's just, he's lost. <laughs> he's just saying, what about a rape? What about it's rape? It's going to be, yeah, well, then, yeah. Well, that's where the laughs come from. One of the one of the openers will be Ricky Gervais telling us what a mong looks like. <laughs> oh, no, we'll just have Ricky Gervais doing his 2001 Edinburgh Festival performance as Derek, the, the kind-hearted... <laughs> he's, quote unquote mom he's not a mom he's, he's just very yeah. very kind <laughs> that's awesome I mean it's amazing how he managed to co-op like the word kind but, but whenever he wanted to say something else he's, um, he's not disabled he's just kind oh my lord what an asshole that guy is yeah. anyway uh Okay, well, no, we, we won't get Ricky Gervais. Joe Coco Diaz only telling those terrifying Me Too stories that he got in trouble for telling on Joe Rogan the other like, oh, shit. Yeah, couple years ago. That went away, didn't it? God, that was fucking rough to listen to. Mm. I didn't like hearing that shit. No. The thought of someone, because he was just like, oh, all the time, they want to get on stage 50 minutes at the belly room, they yeah. suck my dick. I'm like, at least you oh can take you can God. take comfort in knowing that it's probably not true, though. <laughs> is, you know what? <laughs> as You're exactly right. As I didn't think about that until just said. now. You're right. Thank God. For all we know, he might be really nice to up and coming. <laughs> yeah, and then feels jilted by them when they uh, when they leave. Yeah. What? What yeah. was his big claim to fame? Is that he was almost in Sopranos or something like that? He should have been the 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 fucking dude. I thought it was him for a while. What do you the, mean? Well, Tony Sopranos? No, no. The other, uh, there's one who looks exactly like him. Oh, like Is Polly Pussy? Walnuts? Oh, Big Pussy. Pussy. Yeah, Big yeah, Pussy. It looks yeah. exactly like him. I was like, yeah, he kind of does look like him, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. So he probably watched The Sopranos and was like, yeah, should have been me. That's me. It could have been me. Yeah, <laughs> that's how his stories happen. Yeah. <laughs> Change a should from a could. That, that looks like me. It could have been me. It, it was, was me. <laughs> <laughs> but then he pulls it back. Yeah. Joe Rogan pulls it back, being like, "Dude, you know people can fact check this, right?" <laughs> okay, I pull it back. Around. I love chicken facts. I love chicken facts. Jamie, pull up those facts. I love chicken facts. Do, uh, do you have any facts about chickens? Chickens are fucking mean. Chickens bro. are mean motherfuckers, man. Do you know they're related, to, you know they're related to dinosaurs? Joe Rogan is too big for the comedy tent. Because we is, like him more man. for his yeah. educational content. Well, yeah, and he, he's yeah. in the news again. Oh, yes, he is. Joe Rogan's oh, in yeah, the news you, again. Tell you, it's not going to be at our festival if we've got Joe Rogan. <laughs> Neil Young is not invited. <laughs> 
so yeah, like, can we talk about that real quick? Because I think it's a little bit... I don't understand what's going on there. <laughs> so what's essentially happened was that Joe Rogan got a le- like a kind of open letter by a bunch of angry scientists uh, because he had a... Uh, I mean, I think it's more general, but specifically because he had that Dr. Robert Malone on his podcast. And Robert Malone's the guy who was involved in like mRNA development and research and is now against their use. Uh I've not seen, I haven't seen that interview and I haven't seen that much else of Robert Malone, but yeah. he seems like fairly, he's not like a fucking loony. Like no, he's, wingnut, yeah. Yeah, no, he's got, uh, whether his opinions are right or wrong, fuck knows, but he's at least somewhat qualified to talk about it, having studied the field of mRNA technology and he's saying his shit in a fairly calm way. Uh, people have gotten really angry at that. And obviously Joe Rogan, I expect he has some letters after his name. So Joe Rogan just listens and agrees with everything he says. Yeah. But Joe Rogan also listens and agrees to everything that anyone says. Yeah. Unless they're. All Neil Young has to do is go on Joe Rogan and he'll he'll shut it all down himself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That would be the best move. Yeah. But you know, actually I I mean that, (laughs) but we'll, we'll get to that. So Robert Malone goes on the show and Joe Rogan's always been saying some things here and there about, uh, about COVID that don't quite tally up with uh, what everyone else thinks. And, uh, so there was this open letter appeared from a bunch of scientists. When you actually look at, well, they said a bunch of doctors specifically, I think. And when you actually look at it, you know, a lot of them are like pharmacists and a lot of them are doctors, but not, no, not really. I would say even as qualified as the guy he had on to talk about it. They, don't know about very yeah anyway even 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 so the headline is look at all these proper experts who are who are saying that this shouldn't be allowed fair enough fine that comes and goes then neil young they're saying that spotify should that that, that spotify is enabling dangerous misinformation that's getting people killed um neil young then (laughs) decides to pop his head in because Neil Young has always hated Spotify. He's had this long standing Oh, I didn't know that. That well, yeah, that's what makes it kind of like, dude, fucking shut up. Like right. he has had this long standing feud with Spotify. I mean, and to be honest, it's not an unfair feud to have. Like there are pretty bad practices that aren't particularly good for musicians that Spotify involved themselves in and kind of popularized. Um, so fair enough, but he also tried to start his own service a long time ago, his own like rival streaming service that was going to be fairer and, uh, asked Donald Trump for help, uh, financial help. Um, but anyway, it was before he was president. So it was back when he was fine. Sean's got the dossier on Neil Young. Well, I looked it up because (laughs) I was like, I was trying to remember what his streaming service was called for a start and I've forgotten it straight away. But yeah, I just wanted to, I was like, it didn't that. That failed, right? And it did. Um, Crosby streams <laughs> young. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> you coughed over it, but it was good. <laughs> it, anyway, won't, it won't be drowned Crosby streams and Nash. Uh, ugh, Crosby streams and Nash. There you go. And Young. And Young, yeah. Well, that took the wind out of myself. Sorry. I'm so sorry, he, I, didn't, uh, I didn't mean to depress you. <laughs> so he's had a long-standing feud with Spotify, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, all right, now he's popping his head in saying, like, you're spreading misinformation about COVID. What next? And it's like, dude, you're a fucking musician. Like, you're even less qualified to talk about yeah. it than the, the pharmacist at the CVS who yeah. signed that letter. Like, yeah. just shut up. Like, if, if the problem that a lot of people have with Joe Rogan, and it's a fair problem to have, is that he's ill-informed to talk about things like this. Then fair enough. Yeah. But in the conversation they're talking about, he is talking to someone who at least is somewhat qualified to talk about it. Whether or not he's wrong about a lot of it, who knows? But 
Well, actually, no, we do know. There are some things that he was wrong about. There are some things that no one's really rebuked. They just don't agree with it. Uh, Like, it's fucking theorizing about things. Well, here's what could happen. Um, But, yeah, like, why is Neil Young any more qualified to say that that's dangerous misinformation than than Joe Rogan is to say that it's something you should hear? I don't know. It, It just kind of annoys me the way that they're... The instinct is, oh, Spotify, you need to take that down. Like, you need to delete that. No one should hear that. First of all, it's brought a whole ton of attention to what I'm sure wasn't an especially popular Joe Rogan episode. You know, the Joe Rogan episode. It didn't, didn't make waves for me. No. Last thing I heard about was the Kanye episode. Right, exactly. Yeah, things that, like those that are, are the big. Things he gets that big make, gets sometimes. I don't those think are Dr. Things that Whitey make a was one of them. You know, we have Bernie Sanders on or something mm-hmm. that everyone will hear about. No, I don't think people really would have heard about this. And now you've all brought a lot of attention to it. Now some people might go and listen to it. And that's exactly the kind of dangerous misinformation that you don't want them to hear, right? But more, moreover, it just struck me as really, like, fucking petty. Just like, meh. You know, and that's it that's struck the, me as the, the, it the struck vibe, me as a. Uh, it's not a principled stand. I don't no, think. not at all. I because it, it's, I, I, it, oh, here's a good reason to join in on a pylon on Spotify. Well, so I'll, I'll just say this: uh, the first thing I didn't look it up until just now because I didn't want to be talking out of my ass as I often am. <laughs> um, but the first thing I thought about when we were talking about this was I went to you saw me on my phone for a second there. I'm used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, what else does Spotify have on there aside from Joe Rogan? Podcast wise? Charles Manson's work is Oh yeah, yeah. is happily hosted on so, Spotify. I mean that gets into a very But that's what know, I mean, is like you're the the difference is Spotify I guess you could say the difference is Spotify are paying him well, you got a hundred million dollars for the Spotify deal. He's a big part of their platform. Yeah, he's like co-signing. He they're, 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 yeah, they're, they're working with They're him. tacitly co-signing his content well, by giving not, him his $100 million. Which I, which I think is kind of bollocks, by the way. Like, I think that whole argument where it's like, oh, well, th- they should be held responsible for what one person said. And also, we're, you've got to remember what we're talking about, too. We're not talking about someone saying something that's like really, really like comes close to breaking hate speech laws or comes close to inciting violence. We were, there's people talking about an ongoing pandemic that we're learning new stuff about every day. Right. It's a little, I don't know. Like to me, to, to, to have that kind of a reaction where it's like, absolutely no one must hear this is, well, first of all, counterproductive. I think more people have heard it now because of all of that. Right. But secondly, it's like, yeah, like as we were saying earlier, if Neil Young care, he, he doesn't give a fuck, but he, he wants to get one over on Spotify again. And make it make it clear that he's heard. But um, I think, you know, if you did want to challenge it, one of the better ways would be for some scientists to reach out and be like, hey, what that guy said was wrong. Can I go on your show and talk about the other side of it? Well, simply (laughs) simply all I would say is this. The the main thing I thought of. So I was at work today (laughs) when I wasn't making my mountain goats list. I was I pulled up like Yahoo or something. And why the, my email? Because my email. Are you have a Yahoo? Oh, that's very it. old I've fashioned. Had I've had it for so long, and wow. I just don't know how to get rid of it. Oh, I mean, okay. I know how to get rid of it, but I'm like, I don't. Do I? Just, I have so many things on that Yahoo. So just keep it, or you, I mean, if you wanted to, you could download it all. But you could just. Keep I could it slowly transition. Migrate. I could yeah. slowly transition over to a Gmail, but then I also have I have multiple names, and my Gmail gets confusing. To me. Don't use Gmail. What's it? Hotmail? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, use... Um, I, I like ProtonMail. 
All right, we're done with this conversation. <laughs> why wouldn't you, why you use Proton Mail? Mail? It's really good. I'm, going, I'm using my DuckDuckGo browser, and I'm I'm talking only on WhatsApp, and I'm using Proton on, Mail. On WhatsApp owned by Facebook? That's one of the worst ways you can talk to people. Oh, yeah, I thought WhatsApp using... was secure. <laughs> yeah, they say I had so many marital affairs on WhatsApp. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, WhatsApp is awful, but you could use uh, – like iMessage isn't bad. Change people. We're not anyway, gonna, we're not going to get into infosec right now, but I will say, um, personal mail is a good service. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not geared towards like privacy or anything. It's an email service that happens to be pretty good too. And also, it's you know what the worst private. one is? I think we can all agree on this. The absolute worst email service, Outlook. Oh, I never used it. So my former employer. I guess they're still technically my current employer. I just haven't heard from them in like two years. I'm like fucking holding a candle waiting for them to come home. Mm. But uh, they they made me have a work email that was on Outlook, and I tried to use the Outlook client. For- that was awful. Yeah, my mom it's impossible. It. And yeah. so I was like, okay, Jesus Christ! At the very least, I can forward this. I can forward this inbox. Like, you know, you can mm. kind of combine inboxes. I could put it on my Yahoo or whatever, and they were like, no, we don't work with Yahoo. I was like, all right, well, I could put it on my Gmail. And so I had to make a new Gmail that is basically just the housing, the fucking warehouse for my Outlook shit. Mm-hmm. Because the Outlook client is literally impossible. It's pretty bad. And it doesn't even just... Okay, so I'll just give you another example. When I get an email to my Gmail, it just shows up in my Yahoo as if I got it to my Yahoo. When I get an email in my Outlook, it shows up in my Gmail with a big fucking FWD in front of it. And if I try to if I try to respond to it, I end up responding to myself somehow, because Outlook is so incompetent that it doesn't just merge inboxes; it forwards everything. Hang on, Matt. So what's happened here? We're what? talking about email providers now. I'm upset. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. We were talking about the Neil Young thing, and then you said you went on Yahoo. And I that's went, right. That's oh, right. That's I went right. Yahoo. That, that's all it should have been. Yeah. So yeah. Neil Young said Neil Young's okay. quote in the headline was, "They can have Rogan or they can have me." That's not, right. Not both. Yeah. And my first thought was, "I'll bet you Rogan makes them more money right now." Oh, by far. By I'll far. Yeah. Bet you he does because the only people who listen to Neil Young are fucking boomers. Mm. I don't like Neil Young at all. I never have. No, he's, no, he's what did he do? He's Fortunate Son was that even him? That was Creedence Clearwater Revival. Wasn't he's, done, it? he's done good music. He actually does some good sound. Born in the USA. Too. What the fuck did Born he in make? The USA. That's Bruce Springsteen, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? What the fuck has Neil Young ever yeah, made? Plenty of stuff. I mean, like it's one of those. He's one of those artists where I, like my dad was. A fan oh, was he folded in Ohio? Was that him? I don't know. This is what I'm saying. Name one fucking Neil Young song. No, the, so the problem with Neil Young is the. You have heard probably all of this. If you were to go on Spotify right now and play like the top five or ten or whatever, you've heard all of them. But yeah, remembering them is, is kind of difficult. He's an unremarkable person. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't say that. But He will die in obscurity. Well, no, he won't, will he? But... The only reason I know him is because I used to be a Pearl Jam fan. Who, By the way, if we were doing it when we were young, Pearl Jam would have a lot of Pearl set Jam. time. That there? Uh, for whatever reason. <laughs> Incubus, Pearl Jam, mm. uh, which were not like related, but like there were just some weird kind of mainstream-ish weird bands that, I don't know, Red Hot Chili Peppers I was really into. Oh, gosh. No, but you got to understand, when I say I was into them, I don't mean like, oh, I was like a casual, like you would expect a 13-year-old to buy the Greatest Hits album. I knew every fucking song off every fucking album. I was always like a completist. Well, that's normal when you had CDs, yeah. Yeah. You would know the albums pretty well, but we've talked about that. 
Yeah. Yeah, we don't need to get back into it. I just want everyone to know that I'm not a fake Pearl Jam fan. I Neil Young go, would appreciate it. If, uh... <laughs> yeah, well, he didn't get it from me. No, he'd appreciate it. Uh... I was a fake The Who fan. The only album I really liked was Tommy. That, that makes you a fake fan? Well, I mean, like, I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't go toe to toe with most people probably on like the deep cuts. Oh well no, me neither. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I liked like Magic Bus. <laughs> <laughs> Not that was on Tommy, but you know what I mean. Okay. So Who's next? I don't know. Do you have anything to anything to say about that that whole I think, you've, I think you've said it all. I just it just feels like um it just feels like corny celebrities fucking That's the thing. It's like if part yeah. of this is about celebrities, you don't know what you like shut the fuck up and stay yeah. out of the, these kind of things, then fair enough on both Joe Rogan's end and also Neil Young's. They're just shush. Just shut. Like, I shut just it. Don't You're care. Done. Like, I'm like, I, I don't... It just feels odd, and I feel like it's one of those things where a lot of people who have some political dog in the race or feel they have some political dog in the race about either they're, they don't like Joe Rogan or they don't like... COVID misinformation or whatever. <laughs> I they, really don't like it. Like whoever, <laughs> like I feel like a lot, what I predict is that a lot of people are going to come out and be like, Neil Young fucking rocks. Yeah. I think it's a smart PR move for him. For sure. Um, yeah, no, you're probably right. I think it's like completely insincere and I don't yeah, care. Yeah. yeah. But then again, actually, if, if we're going to talk about that, then I should also talk about the, the anti COVID British musicians for some reason, like British musicians in their, 50s plus the guy from lost profits <laughs> <laughs> he's welsh technically he's used, well, still british he's used to being in quarantine yeah um no van morrison and eric clapton have both like had big rants about it i think van morrison made a song about it like a song against against covid policies which is quite funny and uh noel gallagher as well he, he did from oasis from oasis yeah. yeah he sort of came out and had a bit of a bit of a rant about it yeah a few of them have a few of them have right said fred are both shut really into it yeah shut the fuck i'm up. not joking <laughs> they're still their twitter, around their twitter is just full of uh like extreme anti-covid anti-vax stuff you know oh, fuck not even like yes. sensible they're yeah, kind of like, middle ground they're stuff. like it's really yeah they're really <laughs> um really far down the hole and so is johnny greenwood's wife wait so who's johnny greenwood johnny greenwood's the uh i mean mainly the guitarist and one of the songwriters for radiohead but okay. also does a lot of film soundtracks now like okay. just, i think most of pta's films are okay johnny greenwood um yeah so and which is kind of strange because they're a pretty well certainly Tom York from Radiohead's a very um, left leaning person. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Johnny Greenwood's wife is like super, super into the old anti anti vax stuff. Yeah, which is kind of fun. I heard Paul Thomas Anderson's getting into it too. No, you just made that up, and uh, where where do we go from there? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what did you want to happen next? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is like making up the, the was, story about the fat people in the bar. I was, I was acting the fool. <laughs> you were acting the fool. The fat people was real, but that one wasn't. <laughs> How real was it? No, I don't. I don't know. No, I mean, yeah. Is it like a Joey Coco Diaz story where it starts one way, (laughs) slowly gets embellished? One of the fucking ones that I heard him tell was about how he used to kidnap gay people and beat them up. (laughs) (laughs) Why why would you lie about such a horrific thing to do? Oh, you know, it was cool back in the day. Yeah, he would allege that that they would go out to like the, you know, the 
Central Park and like all the what do they call that trolling whatever what you know like the spots the public spots where gay men were alleged to go and kind oh of like right, cruising right. the cruising spots okay and he would allege that they would go out there as like plants and then when a guy would come up they would go beat him up and take his money because they knew wait that as it was- plants you mean they disguised themselves in the bushes yeah <laughs> yeah they would just wait for two I'm people to start having sex and they jump out <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plants. That's good. That's see. That's fun. That's whimsy. Yeah, yeah. That's whimsy. That's whimsy. Committing your hate crimes dressed as a plant. <laughs> it makes it funny though. Yeah, you know, it's hard to make hate crime very funny. Yeah. But if it involves, but if anyone can do it, plants. it's the comedic master Joey Gotti. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna get a laugh out of it. Yeah, um, dude, it was so wild. I watched him tell this literally like 30 minute story about how they used to fucking beat up gay people for money or whatever the fuck they were talking about and the comments were just people being like he's so fucking funny <laughs> he's so hilarious oh, Jesus. and, they, and they kept quoting this one line which was completely unremarkable which is they would like oh yeah we'd take him home tie him up you know play the piano and that was the that was the whole like i don't even know where it came that from that's kind of funny but they're like oh fuck he said play the piano <laughs> that's kind of funny I guess. I mean, like, it's not that good. If you're t- if you're telling a fictional story, then it is kind of funny. But to, to throw something like that into a really horrible account or something, that's fun. <laughs> I just don't get it. Like, what? Like, no, that's why it's, it's funny. just a non sequitur. Yeah, it's, it's low random. It's it's whimsy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He also said they were uh, te penguin of doom waffles <laughs> and all this. <laughs> no fielding was helping them write his material. <laughs> what if it was like a chipmunk <laughs> that was beating up queers, right? <laughs> And like it's like a chipmunk on a motorbike. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. We'll bring the bush band. We'll bring the bush band for the for the headlining slot. Oh, I think. for sure. Yeah. You know, Bolo. Bush. Yeah, we got Bolo. Rich, <laughs> Bolo's on vocals. Rich Fulcher. Oh God. My oh, nipples. My nipples. <laughs> wow. The same thing. <laughs> that is his go-to. The guy's got one joke. Yeah. It's that and uh uh. Oh. He has a few. He kind of like a, baby talk. To like, I'm yeah, a sweet yeah. baby boy. Like uh, yeah. type of, I hate Rich Fulcher. That guy, even at the time, I was like, ugh. Yeah, he was definitely a weak link there. Yeah. We've talked about the Bush a lot on here. I you know remember, what? Sorry. I do remember for a while, like, was it popular in your friends to just quote things all the time? Um, I mean, yeah. Depends what. We quoted the we put we quoted Bush a lot in my friend group for yeah, whatever strange reason. I feel like we went for a little period of that. So. Like we were like, oh, not you, Bolo, you ball bag, like yeah. that type of stuff. Like, yeah. Well, you're turning your backs on each other. Yeah, turning our back, <laughs> turn, my, turn my back on you. Yeah. Oh gosh, um, Bush is funny. No, we quoted Alan Partridge a lot. That was, oh, okay, that was obviously. Gotcha. I mean, it's so cool. I still quote him. I probably thrown a few quotes in this podcast, when mm-hmm. you haven't noticed. That's a weird one when you watch something old and you're like, oh, that's where I got that from? Because mm. you've said it so much and so often that you don't yeah. even remember it. Yeah. Well, especially with a character like Alan Patrick, too, because he's more or less realistic. He's more or less grounded yeah. in reality. So the kind of stuff he says isn't especially outrageous in and of itself. And in fact, it's usually funny because of how banal it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, um, speaking of all of this, though, and kind of putting into our last, I think it was our last podcast. Um, I reread the first Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy How was book, it? and uh, I'm about halfway through the second one now. First one's great. Yeah, it's awesome. Still really good. Yeah, yeah. And I, there were so many bits which I'd forgot. Like, obviously, I read it when I was pretty young, probably 
not much older than like 10 or 11. It's been a while for me too. Let's see what I I remember. But there were so many quotes and little turns of phrase that have made it into, uh, at least in England, like into the public (laughs) sort of. Oh, like what? The lexicon. Um, Things like, well, first of all, the Babelfish became that internet service the the before google translate yeah babelfish maybe it was a british service i don't know oh, i didn't know about that yeah it was like a, a, you type in words and translate into a different language i, mean, I knew about the battlefish but i didn't know about the i didn't know about an internet service oh yeah oh, it was pretty well we used it a lot back in the day yeah so that was that uh i was like oh shit that's where that came from i remember that and then uh oh god oh uh, the the fucking line i think a bunch of uh the atheist quote is the one where I, I think Ford's wondering why Zaphod can't uh, just accept that the garden's beautiful without believing there are fairies. That's a Douglas remember. Adams quote? Unless, I thought it must be older than that, yeah. but it's in the book and it's not attributed to anything I it was else. Like Harry Houdini or something. I, that, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. I thought he was talking about Arthur Conan Doyle. <laughs> the fairy yeah. hooks. Yeah, that's where my mind went too. I might have to look it up, but. It might just be Douglas Adams appropriating that quote, yeah. but why? It, yeah, the it's quote for those of you who don't know, the quote is like, "Why isn't it enough to believe that a garden is beautiful without believing there are fairies underneath it?" Or something at the bottom of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a very good quote, but it's not attributed to anyone else in the book. It's not in quotation marks or anything. It's just saying that here's what Ford Prefet thought. So I don't know. It might might have just come from him. Um, I remember. There was uh, like spaceships the, hanging in the air like bricks don't. That's funny. I yeah, that's, that. uh, Charlie Brooker uses that all the time. Like, you know, if he's talking about Sonic the Hedgehog, he's talking about Sonic the Hedgehog rolling, you know, spinning around just like hedgehogs don't. That's good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. There were loads. Of, there were loads. There's full of really funny Robert, stuff. Robert, by the way, came in and corrected the record for me on like a lot of stuff I was getting wrong about the Hitchhiker's Guide series recently. Oh yeah, made me want to reread it. Yeah, I'm halfway. I, I might, I might have just overloaded. My, I might have done it too quick. I read the first one again in like two days. It's pretty short. Yeah. But then the second one, I'm about halfway through. I sort of went straight into it because I got the like I got it all in one big book, basically, all five of them in one. Um, oh yeah, like that little hardback. I don't have. Yeah, I have it on the Kindle, but yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, and I'm about halfway through the second one, which is very safe heavy. Um, and he's the he's the politician with two heads or whatever. Yes, he yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he's kind. Of, yeah, I guess he was briefly president, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I think I kind of overdid it too quick, so now I'm like taking a step back. I'll go back to it later. And yeah, and then there's like a sad robot, right? Marvin. Oh, paranoid android. What? The Radiohead song. I don't know anything about Radiohead. Oh, really? Yeah, they have some. Some of the most. That's one of those ones. That's one of those things that has just, just dodged me my whole life. I've never. You probably like them. Yeah, that's what Alex Shedder was telling me. He was really trying to get me to listen to them. Oh, that dude. Yeah, yeah. uh, Was was the one he was trying to get me to listen to? Like Kid A. Kid A. Yeah. Okay, Computer was like the you know their white album, I guess, but. Yeah, they have a song called Paranoid Android, which is how Marvin's described. Marvin the Paranoid Android. I guess I know uh I guess I know the song Creep. Oh my god. Sorry, my daughter's yelling. (laughs) 
she wants something. I know the song Creep, but so near as I understand, that's not really representative of their larger body of work. No, to the point where I don't think they've played it in about 15 they years. They hate it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not like a Radiohead guy at all. You'd probably like them. They're not my favorite, them. but I don't go nuts over them the way that some people do, but they have plenty of really good songs. OK Computers, like a solid album, start to finish. Kid A's pretty good. I like The King of Limbs as well. Didn't like In Rainbows as much. Um, the Bends and stuff like that was all good. But uh, yeah, that was from Douglas Adams too. The name of one of their most famous songs. Wow. So that's cool. Um, I don't know. Yeah, they've really... Uh, he, those books are really... a very influential really, book. Yeah. Slash radio series, slash TV series, slash... I fucking started watching the... Eventually a movie. Yeah, I started watching that the other day, and oh my God, it's awful. With who is it? It's with um, it's with it the guy, Martin Freeman. Yeah, Tim, Martin Freeman, Tim yeah. from The Office is playing Arthur Dent, mm-hmm. which... I understand why they. Right. I understand why they did it, but nah, I, I don't think it's a good, good match. Um, and then Moss Def playing Ford Prefect. Who's Ford Prefect? I don't remember that For, person. The, his alien friend, the guy who takes him, takes him off the Earth before it gets destroyed. Oh, that's like his buddy. Yeah. Well, I don't remember this. One character. of the main characters. I don't remember this character at all. How do you think he gets off the Earth? Who gives him the Babelfish and like all of that? I thought that he gets the Babelfish because these aliens abduct him that want to read him their, like, bad poetry. Yeah, the Vogons. Yeah, but he – it's – how does he get onto the – they don't abduct him. They're, just, they're destroying the earth, but he's with that guy. So Ford, Ford Prefect's, Prefect's like his buddy. Is the hitchhiker, the intergalactic hitchhiker, and he yeah, brings him with been, him. Clearly, it's been quite a while since I've read these books. Anyway, it's played by Must yeah. Def in this one, and he sucks at it. Love Must Def. Do you love him as an actor? And like, it, it just, <laughs> it's not, it's not good casting. It's, it's clearly, I think Disney had money in it. So it's a very like weirdly American cat, like Zoe Deschanel's. Yeah. The, the Who does she play? Trillion, the, the, the one girl in the, mm. in the whole thing, basically. Um, and then Sam Rockwell plays Zephyr. It's not good. I, I turned it off. And I found it really annoying. And they missed like, you know, some of the timing of the, jokes some of the best lines are just gone yeah they removed uh, yeah it was annoying me so much so i turned it off the british one is not bad the bbc tv series it's very old and dated and looks like a kind of old doctor who episode but it's pretty good very faithful anyway my buddy's mom used to fucking tell me about old doctor who episodes all the time for some reason Mm -hmm. she would tell me about how when she was a little girl she would hide behind the couch because she was so scared of some of the monsters in doctor who yeah and it was like, scary back in the day. Yeah. Apparently it was like literally like fucking cardboard boxes with spatulas and shit. Like it Basically, was like very yeah. low budget. Yeah. Well, well yeah. Kind of theatrical. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of British TV was. Yeah. Back in those days. All right. Well, I think I'm going to head on home. I got a nice hour long drive back until. <sighs> an hour? Yeah. Shouldn't take you an hour. What time is it? Uh, it's 7.40. Probably no, be there. No, like, you'll be fine. It'll be 40 minutes. 40 minutes? minutes? 40 okay. minutes most. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Might stop at the Taco Bell on the way home. That's become uh, my kind yeah, of weird little that's tradition. The tradition. On the way. Yeah, love it. All right. Well, thanks you for stopping I get, by. I get the value box. You've told us. Yeah. Yeah. We need to re. Uh, we, we need, need to something re- to happen in something our lives. Something needs to happen. Something needs to happen. <laughs> something that's needs what's to actually going on. I still keep getting charged eleven dollars a month for this Magic Mountain Pass. I'm like, why the fuck do I still have this? <laughs> I'm never going back. Oh, why not? I might be going tomorrow, actually. I mean, I'll be working. Well, then, yeah. I have a TB test after the after work. A TB test? Yeah, that's right. They test for shit that isn't COVID these days. Oh, they're, they're, oh, they're doing a bit of everything now? A bit of everything. Oh, gosh. Chlamydia. Surely you would know if you had TB. 
Yeah, I don't. It's a fucking thing in my job where you gotta fucking get a TB skin test like every five years for some stupid fucking reason. Oh, in case you need a booster. Yeah. Well, um, so they're probably actually testing your immunity rather than what yeah, they are. They, yeah. yeah, they stick something in and they see if your skin bubbles up. Yeah, they had to do it to me mm-hmm. when I came in here. Um, oh, there was something else I was going to say. Oh, something did. I went to Knott's with Juggy. That was nice. Love Knott's. And it turned out I was there on the same day as Theme Park Worldwide. Shut and the fuck. Did you, did you talk to him? Didn't did see you him. meet what's her name? Didn't see him. No, what's but he was his lady's with, name? Charlotte, his girlfriend. Charlotte. Yeah. Charlotte. No, they were both there. I didn't find out until a couple of days later that yeah, they were there on the same day. He was talking the whole time, too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte, ass. this is my new girlfriend. No, I did see another uh, Costa YouTuber there. I, I, I lowered myself by repeating one of his opinions back at him that I don't share. Which is the uh, apocalypse is better than Ghost Rider? I don't think it is, but I do think Ghost Riders are overrated. Anyway, it was real. No, fun. no, 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 no. Wait, <laughs> so you you like approached him? No, we were on Ghost Rider, and we were coming back into You're the station. Next to him? No, no, no. We were coming back into the station. He, I guess, is a, a write up on Ghost Rider. So we came back into the station, and I saw him like turning up for a shift. So I decided to yell at him like, "Hey." Oh, Apocalypse he works is better, there. right? Yeah, but at least that day he was. Yeah, but his, his is opinion it, is, is the Apocalypse is, he is a better. famous YouTuber. I ain't famous, ish. You know, as far as coaster YouTubers go, he's like a a fucking Zoomer one though. He's about eighteen. So really, what it was was a thirty year old man and his mate yelling at him from a ride, saying, "Hey, I, I know your opinions." Oh yeah, I'm really tripped out right now that you knew a guy who is like so low on the popularity totem pole that he has a day job as a ride op. Well, dude, I don't think anyone's really making that much money from being fucking theme park worldwide. You think that's not his whole job? How the fuck does he afford all that travel? He lives with his mom. No. Mm-hmm. Charlotte's just putting up with this. He lives in the family home, and he used to work at Alton Towers. But then I think he got fired for giving away some privileged information. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I think it's going to be massive. It's going to be massive. I'm so excited. Charlotte's crying. <laughs> she- <laughs> She's over there. Miserable. <laughs> About to have an affair on Charlotte. It's going to be amazing. It's That's be what massive. we do here on Theme Park Worldwide. <laughs> Tune in. <laughs> Tune in next time. I was watching. They do uh, a bit. Of, sorry. They do a bit of everything. It's not just the rides, though. They do like fucking room tours of the hotels. They do flight logs. He's uh, all they're, into, Yeah, they're recording he's every into airplanes, too. Like, they have fans where they record their intimate <laughs> moments as well um yeah and yeah, they got a bit of everything going on there it's like jesus do you ever get a chance to like enjoy your, your vacation yeah. you know you're mostly film- poor charlotte bless her heart i really i'm like how do you like how do you god it's like you must have been in love with him already and then and then this and then shit went started. <laughs> yeah, he, just went, he started going wrong. He doesn't call himself Sean anymore. He calls himself Theme Park Worldwide. Like, he, he introduces himself to my parents. That's fucked up. It's like he got dementia. Like, you're like I, I love him. That like, might I be love it. Him. She's just like taking care of him. She's like, like, all I can think about is the good times. She's his caretaker. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Every up. now and then, in a particularly intense bit of G-Force, he might remember. You know, the, fo- the fog clears. <laughs> what am I doing He turns here? and goes, Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, he's got a different voice. <laughs> Charlotte. What's Charlotte. happening? 
They're on a, at the top of a Ferris wheel. How did we get on Batman backwards? <laughs> <laughs> just turns to her and says, I do know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't stop. <laughs> and then it's back to, whoa, airtime. <laughs> whoa, weird element. He likes his legs. He joke we had. We were talking about like a Seinfeld episode. This is an old PGP episode. We were talking about like a Seinfeld episode where like they're all laughing and then Kramer just looks up and goes, like, are yeah. you laughing at me? <laughs> <laughs> are you guys all laughing at me? <laughs> Yeah, he has a moment of clarity. I'm not, I'm not well, Jerry. I need help. I'm struggling. Oh, God damn it. That's yeah. awesome. The one where Kramer can't get the fog to clear. <laughs> that's Although, then again, by that yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoops. But yeah, no, bless us. He's, I, I, I think he's probably gone home by now. Back to play. Oh, Theme Park Worldwide? Yeah, he's Yeah, he did a trip. He was at Magic Mountain. I should have gone and found Darsbury him. or wherever the <laughs> fuck. <yeah. laughs> Somewhere. But yeah, we should have gotten on the podcast. That was a perfect opportunity. Oh, you really, oh, you fucked up for that one, honestly, oh, by not approaching him. He wouldn't him. have time. He wouldn't have any time. Like, he doesn't, he, every I'm sorry, I'm a bit busy. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm busy making content for Theme Park Worldwide. I'm going to Porto's. <laughs> down the street. I'm off to Chatworth. <laughs> He's doing everything. <laughs> I'm riding this little one of those little like merry-go-rounds outside I'm of the Simeon. <laughs> <laughs> Decent ladders, whoa! Here up the anus. <laughs> honey, honey, Howard, sir. honey, ride the Simeon for us. All right. <laughs> oh, bit of prostate. <laughs> That's fun, isn't it? On Sea Park Worldwide. <laughs> Charlotte's <laughs> fucking melting down. I love him. <laughs> That's why she puts up with him, you know, like blatantly flirting with those Eastern European girls yeah. in bikini. She, she knows. She's like, yeah, he's forgotten that I'm his. He's, he's, not <laughs> he's, well. he's forgotten. Oh, it's like that news he's story. Forgotten me. There it? was some tragic viral news story about like this this wife who like her husband had a horrible case of dementia and they were kind of living in the home together but she was still all there mm-hmm. and he like had a girlfriend and he would like introduce his girlfriend to his wife as <laughs> as if she was his caretaker oh no and she was just like he doesn't know like he's he's but i love him what yeah that's <laughs> I, the thing well, what i is, swore so. a bond yeah. <laughs> like that's fucking horrible apparently happens to my, my my wife's grandma yeah uh, her husband died and she didn't really know about it but she was in the car- they didn't tell her cuz she was kind of yeah. and Apparently, she used to constantly like start fights with old women who claiming they were flirting with him. Oh my god! But he was <laughs> dead. Were, but he was dead. Yeah, I think that's how it went. Anyway, something like that. Uh, fuck. Yeah, it's miserable. Well, thanks but, for tuning in for another episode of the yeah. Poor Quality Podcast. Join us for more fun. Tune in next dancer. time when we ride the carousel outside of a Ralph's <laughs> and a little Batmobile. Charlotte, put in more quarters. <laughs> And now for the final episode of Theme Park Worldwide, I'm riding the Euthanasia Coaster. <laughs> oh, that's, by the way, that's a weird... It's a real thing. I follow... I've, I've heard of that, yeah. That's yeah, a design, anyway. A concept, yeah. I've heard about... Um, fucking hell. I've heard, I, I follow this subreddit called uh, Damn That's Interesting, but it's way too popular now. 
So, and it's very unmoderated. So interesting. No, well, <laughs> things are interesting, but things are clearly beyond the pale of interesting for a mainstream subreddit. Like they they post things that are a little like I'm like wow this isn't this is like a front page subreddit. This is supposed to be mm-hmm. as mainstream palatable as you can get, right? Right. One of the ones that happened recently was. I don't even remember exactly what the image was, but it was just like a hentai drawing. Someone just posted up a hentai drawing. Oh, you drawing. showed me this. There's yeah. nothing particularly interesting about it. But then one of the other ones... But someone, then it got taken down, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It took hours. <laughs> it's like it's the moderation the is not up to snuff. But one of the ones someone posted recently on, damn, that's interesting, is just a documentary, like 20-minute video of a man voluntarily drinking like a po- like he's euthanizing himself. Oh wow. In his home. Yeah. Just this old British friend is like, "Yes, I'll consent to this." But like he has a terminal illness. He's clearly mentally all there. Mm. The doctors it's just it's like, "Look, I I'm all for death of dignity. There's nothing about it, but it's fucking unnerving to watch yes. a man die on camera." <laughs> yeah. Terry Pratchett did a documentary in the UK where yeah. he flew to Switzerland and followed someone who was going through that process. Yeah, it's pretty uh, it's not nice to see, is it? No, it's fucking not. <laughs> it's definitely not something I'd put on a subreddit called Damn, that's interesting. <laughs> oh god, I wonder what the comments were. <laughs> <laughs> Damn <laughs> Well, we can end on a end on a lighter note. We've gone a bit dark right. here. Let's end on a lighter note. Um Varg Vikanez posted a, a New Year's message, right. as most people are want to do, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the year. Popular yeah, people on the about, internet. Like, what we've accomplished, all yeah. that. You know, what what went well, what didn't go well. So it's, <laughs> it's a big picture of him in the back of a Nissan pickup truck, yeah. which is kind of funny anyway. It's like, he went Japanese. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh, <laughs> in the back Nissan of a Nissan. Nissan makes good cars. They, <laughs> <laughs> with all one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of his children, all of whom look to be under the age of 10. They also look inbred. Um, They're odd yeah, looking A couple kids. of them are yeah. a little weird. And they're sort of dressed uh, like you might see it like a, you know, like a Renaissance fair. They're, they're yeah, sort of, it's, it's an odd looking family. They're for dressed sure. like kind of uh, middle middle aged peasants. Varg um, is the most handsome one in that family. He actually looks <laughs> like, pretty good. Yeah, yeah he looks fair. pretty good he's, for his age. He's bald and bearded, and yeah. he's kind of like giving a very intense stare yeah. at the camera <laughs> with all these children. Uh, his message was this: In 2021, I gained another daughter. I, I gained another daughter. Yeah. I lost 11 pounds because of more moderate eating and more intense training. Good for you. My far OG, which is one of his games, uh, his role-playing games, got two illustrated creatures books. The Neva got a two-inch lift kit and a snorkel. And otherwise, we move forward with our permaculture garden. Life is good. Hashtag Heimja. Nice. So there that's you nice. go, Bart. Yeah, it's all right. Well, you're softening. Nice. You're softening a little bit. No, he uh, chose to add a, a, an addendum in, in, comment, in the right? comment on his own post, which says, I think that also I have now become even more racist. <laughs> <laughs> Simply by observing the world that we live in and see how others live, think, and behave towards each other. But if, it, if it's... A, no, no, no way. Ends with a silver lining. So he's become more racist, whoops. But but if it is of any comfort to you, I also detest more people of my own kin now than I did before. Happy well, New Year. <laughs> well, thanks, Varg. <laughs> thanks for that, Varg. 
happy 2022. Well, I told you, I mean, like, we don't need to get into it, but I told you that Varg got into a spat with Dasha Nekrasova yeah, yeah, from the yeah, Red, yeah. Yeah. Red Scare podcast. I love it, it really is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what they're... She, she was obviously got under her skin, though, because she yeah. brought it up on the podcast. That's how I heard about it. And out of nowhere, she was just like... Oh, she was saying she's apparently now she's very corporal punishment, I guess, because she was like, I think Kanye needs to go to jail because I think he needs time to clear his head What? because he's mentally ill. or I don't know what the fuck she was talking about. Okay. She was saying that Kanye, it would be good for him to go to jail. I don't know why she was saying. I don't Does remember she the mean, Maybe mean like a, like a mental hospital? Like, like I don't know what the section, fuck she meant. English is her first language. It's not like we can be like, she yeah. meant mental hospital. No, so all, uh, all yeah. that happened there was the Dasha... But then, but then she turns in immediately, like, out of the blue, she just goes, yeah, but not like a fake Norwegian hospital like Varg went to. Yeah, so that's what happened, um, and that, that kind of gives away the, the punchline of this interaction, yeah. was the, they, she posts a picture of herself wearing a bonnet. Mm-hmm. That's it? That's it. She's, she's, she's wearing makeup. Yeah. That's all that you need to know about that picture. Yeah. Varg comments and says something like... <laughs> <laughs> you're wearing a lot of makeup which isn't very trad not like, trad yeah, yeah yeah and then they get into like a little back and forth fucking like scrolling for it goes on for ages other people get involved but they're talking about like the quality of prison cells in Norwegian prisons and, and like then, the penal system and then he at one point casually casually says like yeah it was a good thing that I murdered that guy everyone who everyone who was a true friend knows that I did the he right thing out, like it would be admissible as evidence I mean he already he went to jail for it yeah. so it's kind of like fine but yeah he just went yeah I murdered him it was a good thing I did the fucking yeah, his like, friends know I did the right loser. thing yeah, yeah like he just says he was a loser and like an idiot and I'm glad I murdered him and it's kind of like fuck me this person's just on Twitter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm saying you know Neil Young should get involved I think yeah, for sure. Are you it's hosting this? Or me. <laughs> I wonder if they have Bozum on Spotify. They probably do. Oh, let's find out. I'm sure they do. All right. If they do, we should we should go out on a Bozum song. Oh yeah. Oh, one of my favorites. Because to give it a little background, yeah, on Burzum, they do. They were well. He is Varg was very popular in the early '90s Norwegian black metal scene, and also after he killed everyone, well, killed that guy and went to jail. You know, a lot of people really swear by Bozum. They think it's awesome. So we'll go out on a song by Burzum. Well, we will, but also it's worth noting, uh, if you're interested, Sean, um, Burzum is still making content, apparently. Yeah. yeah. 2020. Yeah. Thulean Mysteries. <laughs> a 23-track, 90-minute album. <laughs> yeah, but it's mostly like ambient stuff now. He says he's abandoned Black Metal. Oh, yeah. He, he, he did it. on his... I wish that YouTube channel was still up, because it was so funny. Um, th- there was... One where he did, like, guitar tutorials for a little bit for his Burzum songs. But he was doing them... I guess he's decided that electricity is not good now. So, like, he was doing it on, like, this kind of beaten-up old electric guitar with not plugged in. So it just sounded like... Yeah, it just sounds like strings Yeah, the strings being hit. And it was like... He didn't get... And he spent too long explaining how he wrote each one. And it's like, dude, you were, like, an 18-year-old. You just went... Yeah. That's all you did. But anyway, that was very funny, too. But anyway... We'll leave this podcast. Here is, <laughs> lest I remind you, one of the most popular acts from the Norwegian black metal scene. People thought this was really good yeah. and really evil and satanic yeah. and scary. This is called War by Burzum. When will you, you When will you see us again? Let's find out. Let's find out. <laughs> this is all.